quite divine. It smells absolutely divine. I have some jasmine tea here with me today. Say hello to uh, our guest on the podcast today, a cauldron of tea. But yes, um, my throat is acting up. I think it's because the weather's been kind of like all over the place. Yeah. It's great to be on this side of the U.S. during global warming. Yeah, all right. No, it, Sylvia, it snowed during the winter. That means that global warming can't exist. We didn't even get snow this year, actually. I mean, we did get a little bit. We got not nearly as much as we're used to getting in the mm-hmm. winter, but we only had yeah. like one or two really bad days. And then the rest was flurries or no snow at all. Yeah. <laughs> Just going right into the doom and gloom. Us goths. So stereotypical. <laughs> I try to open up about tea, but okay. Alright, let's go back to the tea then. I have some jasmine tea here with me today. Um, it's very nice. My throat hurts because that's what I was getting at with the weather. It's like my throat hurts because uh, the weather's been all over the place. It's been like super cold one day, and then today it was like 50 or like reached like 60 degrees at one point. Yeah, it was really warm. Yeah. So um, I think I might be coming down with a little bug. My ankle hurts again. You know, I realized I never actually explained what happened on the podcast. Oh, yeah. So it was January 14th. I remember that day well. And I had a brilliant idea where I'm like, all right, let's start this whole new, like, trying to get healthy nonsense and let's go for a little jog. I almost broke my ankle. I'm sorry. I sprained it really, really badly. And I was, like, in an air cast pretty much the entire time Mm -hmm. until a certain puppy destroyed it. Who could it have been? (laughs) Was it Binks? And it's been acting up again, so I'm back in the air cast. I know in, like, one episode I mentioned, like, my foot hurts and I didn't Yeah. <laughs> it's just randomly. You know, my today my nose really itches. Anyway. <laughs> so, before we get on in today's topic, I want to do some, like, uh, going back, I guess. Some yes. notes. Backtracking. So, earlier, when we were talking about the Cecil Hotel. Yes. Did I mess up? No. Okay. This is, this is me. <laughs> okay. I said that I would try to see if I could go. Oh, Okay. Um, it's now definitely on the itinerary. Oh my god! Yeah, it's actually not too far from, like, where we're gonna be, like, doing touristy stuff. No, Sylvia, you gotta (laughs) bring me. Put me in, like, stuff me in a bag or something. If you can fit in... No, you know what? Um, United doesn't even allow carry-ons. Really? Yeah, it only says personal items, so I'm gonna Mm. see if, like, we could... I'm a personal item. (laughs) I'm an emotional support friend. That you are. I also wanted to note that, like, re-listening to our episodes, I sound like a valley girl. A little bit. <laughs> well, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I sound a lot a bit like no, a valley girl. No, 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 no. It's not like other podcasts where they're just like, you can tell they're from California. We sound very New Jersey because we sound tired all the time. <laughs> that was point three. Um, I noticed in... Our Valentine's Day episode, near the end of it, you could hear how exhausted I was. I mean, that was a very long recording session. It was. I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> I mean, would it be advanced? It's already out now, so. You know what? It's okay. The last thing I wanted to talk about was, oh shoot, I refreshed my notes. How dare. <laughs> um, I actually think it was the last episode where we were talking about, it was either Valentine's or the one before. Uh-huh. We were talking about how we're going to do... 
a uh, goth makeup episode. We also talked in that episode about how um, I'm still in the search of a microphone. Yes. <laughs> and how conveniently one of the news items I have on the table is that the microphone I had my eyes on <laughs> had gone on sale 50% off. But that was also the same day that, like, all my bills went through, so I had no money. I'm so sorry. <laughs> was it only, like, a one-day sale? Yeah, it was, like, uh, a flash sale. I hate that. Allison. Yes. Do you want to tell our lovely... Oh, we didn't introduce ourselves. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, how are we supposed to start now? I, I don't know what's going on. Oh, gosh. This is going to be fun for you to edit. Hi, guys. Hello. I'm Sylvia. I'm Allison. And welcome to another episode of... Goth Topic! Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> that was so good. That was, like, professional. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> oh, man, we're in the major leagues now. We are. I'm very self-conscious now that I realize I sound like a valley girl. No, no, it's not a bad thing. I mean it more of, like, a joking way. Oh, no, I'm not it's saying a- you. Like, I notice it. I'm like, oh, my God, I sound like a valley girl. Not all the time. It's usually, like, when you know you're putting on a voice, that's when you sound mm-hmm. the most valley girlish. I think that's another thing that maybe our audience at least hasn't picked up on yet. Uh-huh. I do, like, a lot of, like, accents and impressions. I realize that some people that, like, I just meet don't realize it. So <laughs> one time someone was like, why do you have, like, such a strong Jersey accent some of the time <laughs> and not all no, it's just like, you know, when you, do, like, when you do the stereotypical Joy-Z Yeah, I'm person. like, I do it sometimes to, for like, I'm, I can't do it on purpose. Yeah. It's gotta be no. like natural. Yeah, you kind of like slip into it. It's mm-hmm. very artful how you do your Well, the Joy-Z, we're going down to the shore and we're going to get some mozzarella. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, last one, God. I don't know what it was. Yes. How, please, any Jersey people, tell us how you say mozzarella in New Jersey language. <laughs> in Jersey. In Joy-Z. In Joy-Z. I love how that isn't even, like, a real accent. People just think everyone from Jersey right. talks like that. Like, we do have an accent, sort of, kind yeah. of. Mm-hmm. But it's it's definitely not like that. Yeah. I've heard, like, saying whatcha doing is a very Jersey thing. But I don't mm-hmm. think that's true because I've heard lots of people say whatcha. Especially because where we are specifically, we're very close to New York. Yeah. So... Jersey and New York starts mixing together a little bit. I know. It's just, it's all the same thing. <laughs> like when you wake up in the morning and you're like, dead ass, it's mad brick outside. Yeah. <laughs> People from other states are like, what? <laughs> what English are you speaking? <laughs> oh my goodness. Tell anyone from New Jersey that you're going down the shore. Anyone that isn't from New Jersey, rather. Tell them that you're going down the shore and they're going to be like, what are you talking about? That's so weird. It is. It's a very Jersey thing to say you're going down the shore. And that's like the only thing I can... That's not even really an accent. It's just like a saying. Yeah. So there is no Jersey accent is what we've concluded. If you die in New Jersey, you just respawn at the last Wawa you were at. Which is something I don't understand because we don't have that many Wawas. Yeah. It seems like they're mostly like a South Jersey thing or like a North Jersey. I don't know. The first time I went to Wawa was when I was in Philly. I mean, we have two now that are close by. Yeah. But they're not so close where you would just yeah. go to Wawa. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't live there. I've been there. I literally just went in there to the one in Philly just to say I've been to a Wawa. I didn't even buy anything. I just stood in it for a little bit and then left. <laughs> I did that when we went to Six Flags because there's a Wawa by Six Flags. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've never been to that one. You know, apparently that's a non-New Jersey thing to call it Six Flags instead of calling it Great Adventure. I've called it both things. 
I've only ever called it Six Flags, but apparently it's only New Jerseyans call it Great Adventure. Not anyway. necessarily. <laughs> getting off topic. We'll, we'll, we'll do another episode on Jersey accents. But <laughs> a anyway. A whole episode. Yes, a whole episode on how goth Jersey is. Would you like to tell our listeners what they're in for for today? Well, you guys are in for a special treat because me and Sylvia are talking about something very near and dear to our hearts. So this episode, I apologize in advance, will probably take like three days of listening to get through. But today we are talking about makeup. We love makeup. Yes. We're going to be that stereotype, but I don't care. Makeup is great. I love it. It's... <laughs> I think Eric one time, like, he called it face magic or something like that. It's essentially. Yeah. So, like, for a while, whenever we pass by a Sephora, he'd be like, hey, do you want to go to the face magic store? <laughs> Makeup is great. I don't I don't care when people talk bad about makeup. Yeah. I, if anyone says any, like... Go take her swimming on the first date nonsense. One. Tell them setting spray exists. Yeah. Like, you can absolutely make makeup last. Also, like, what's wrong with wearing makeup? Yeah. I love it. It's fun. So, dispel all those rumors that people wear makeup because they have no confidence in their appearance or they do it to appease, like, the opposite sex or whatever. Mm -hmm. All of that is BS. Yes. You do you, boo. Wear makeup for fun. Mm -hmm. Do whatever you want. Especially in the goth culture. Mm -hmm. Makeup is a huge staple of the look. Yes. That is a very big part of it. And, um, like, shout out to the goth community for, like, making makeup for everyone. Yeah. Never once was it a question. Yeah. Everyone else is just catching up now. With Remember when James Charles was, you know, like, actually liked... Because he was the first uh, male cover girl. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh yeah, men can wear makeup. Like, goths are like, we've been doing that for decades. Literally, like, every single man in history who has already worn makeup is like, what the f- fudge? What the fudge, guys? So. <laughs> I know, right? And also, that was the only good thing James and James Charles ever did. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Yikes. Disclaimer, before we get started. Yay. We're going to make some recommendations for us, for our listeners, and just putting it out there now, everyone is different, and everyone will react differently to different products. What works for us might not work for you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're just going to be giving you some general recommendations, but feel free to branch out, you know, Mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. one thing doesn't work for you, don't give up. You know, that's why there are a bunch of brands that make similar products, you know. Mm -hmm. They all do it a little differently, so you'll find something for you. And also, sometimes products work differently with each other. We were talking about this in the car, because right now my face looks like a birthday cake. (laughs) (laughs) I am so cakey right now, because I have discovered that my foundation doesn't like this primer that I'm using. Mm -hmm. And it's a good foundation, too. Mm. I can't really speak for the primer, because I've never used it. But I've seen it's a NARS uh, foundation. NARS is pretty good. For, like, I know their complexion products are very highly regarded. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you right before. It's very nice. But, yeah, today I was like, oh, it's a little different. I didn't want to say anything. But Yeah, no, like, I, it was, like, two hours into my work shift. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, like, you look like me 
after like the end of a night of clubbing. Don't ever talk bad about yourself. Like I, I'm not saying I'm not talking bad. I'm just my face. No matter what products I use, gets very oily. So yeah, like real quick off the top, I'm just gonna say that I have oily combination skin. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to talk about what type of skin you have. I have incredibly sensitive, dry eczema skin, which I'm going to use now as a defense thing because I have a lot of allergies. Mm-hmm. I know NARS is not cruelty-free, uh-huh. but I already have so many things I need to look into into products that unfortunately I can't... I really, If I ruled out products because they're not cruelty-free, I, really, I yeah. would have like nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I was really um, disappointed at NARS when mm-hmm. they decided to start testing on animals again. I read somewhere that it was because they want to sell in China. Yeah. And in order to sell on the Chinese market, you have to do animal testing. Unfortunately, that's how the law is in China. So I get it, but also I'm just like, I'm just disappointed. Yeah. So- anyway, <laughs> there's so much tea to talk about. I feel like it's fitting <laughs> that I just have a cauldron full of tea with me. There's so much tea to talk about with makeup. I'm gonna, so excited. <laughs> we're going to get into some of it. We're going to get right into it, guys, because we're talking about a big thing that we've both noticed in the goth community. All right. So we're going to get political right off the bat. You know, our usual style. First things first. When you look at goth makeup, Allison, what's one of the first things you notice? Maybe in like a tutorial or just like pictures of like icons or models like what is it so gee with makeup you usually start with complexion products Mm. so it's usually the complexion of the person who's doing the makeup and um we have a lot of thoughts and feelings about what has become the norm in the goth community so from the beginning of time when you know i started looking at like goth makeup tutorials or items blur they'd always go for the clown makeup the paper white foundation yes i've seen this before too and you know not to knock anyone that that's their style you know if that's your style okay but i I've noticed that it's become very pervasive in a way that seems like you can't really do anything else mm-hmm. with the look. So it's like, you know, always start on a white base. White base. Like, a lot of times when you see people's, like, I'm going goth videos, quote unquote, which that's a whole thing in and of itself. But when they do that, it's always like, I bought the whitest foundation that they had available. Let's see how I look. Yeah. Ha ha. If you haven't caught on by now, this is just a tiny little bit problematic for uh, multiple reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, luckily, though, this doesn't seem to be the case anymore. Yes, it is slowly losing popularity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of goths now are kind of frowning upon mm-hmm. ha. Uh, <laughs> the um, use of white foundation or even foundation that's just lighter than your natural skin tone. Yeah, no, now it's actually okay to have a skin tone mm-hmm. and look alive. Which, let's talk about some reasons why this was so pervasive in the goth community. Because I feel like it's become such a staple. That's why people are like, you have to do this, you have to do this. So mm-hmm. I feel like we should talk about what compels people, like what their reasons are for like going back to this. Porque, you might ask yourself. Well... 
One of the reasons that I've seen a lot, and unfortunately you see this with like a lot of racist, like out and out racist goths, they'll say, oh, you know, it looks better when contrasted with the dark clothing and the very dark hair. But yeah, it's like, okay. Like, I, I think everyone, or not everyone, but it was a big thing last year, maybe? This woman was just attacking this goth person of color, saying, you can't be goth. The whole point of goth is that your lily white skin contrasts with the dark clothing, blah, blah, blah. And just like, that's not the point of goth. Not at all. That's not the, that, yeah. That's not why goth exists. It's a look. It's an aesthetic. It exists, but it's not the whole reason. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, that lady got destroyed. Like, she got ripped a new one, which I'm very happy. Like, I'm go team, we did so it. so happy, because I remember looking at, like, you know, how-tos and stuff when I was younger, mm-hmm. and o- almost every single one said, like, get white foundation. Yeah. No, um, if you go to Party City and you see those wonderful goth costumes <laughs> that we love so much... <laughs> That's always what it is, is, like, white grease paint that they tell you to put all over your face, and then, you know, black grease paint, which you use for everything else, you know, your eyes, your lips. Yeah. And then you're- that's it, you're goth. I remember even seeing, like, tips and tricks, Mm -hmm. like, if you couldn't get white foundation, like, ways to make yourself- make your makeup look whiter before they even invented mixers. How did you even do that? Um, using baby powder as, like, a setting spray. Adding sunscreen or lotions into your foundation. No. <laughs> yeah, like, there was a lot of, like, bad ideas. Yeah. Um, also, weren't we talking about, uh, baby powder before? How talc is a terrible <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, how talc is in baby... I don't know if it still is, but it yeah. was in baby powder and how it's, like, cancerous. Yes, it is a known carcinogen now, so do not do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, don't do that. Please do not. Another reason the white face is popular is because it's to, like, appear dead almost. Mm-hmm. Which, to look dead is an aesthetic you could achieve with any skin tone, really. Yeah, no. Like, what about people who have dark skin that are dead? Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't just turn white. <laughs> They're not like Stephanie Meyer vampires. Remember when she said that? Stephanie Meyer said there can't be any vampires of color because you turn white when you become a vampire. Are you mixing her up with Anne Rice? Because she had a person of color vampire. Really? She had a few. No, I read somewhere that she said that outright. It, did, it wasn't Anne Rice. I don't know. But then again, the, these were the movies. I don't remember how they were described in the book. Yeah. I only got a few pages into the first one and then I was done. <laughs> we'll fact check this. Yes. We'll double check. So, um, another thing that we can look at as to why this is so popular is that a lot of the big goth icons that, you know, at the beginning of the subgenre in the 70s, who do we think of? You know, 70s and 80s, rather. Who do we think of? We think of Susie Sue. We think Peter Murphy from Bauhaus. We think Robert Smith from The Cure. They're all white. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, people kind of base it off of the people who started the subgenre. And if you want to even go further back, we were talking in previous episodes about how much the black and white film era superstars and like sil- even silent era superstars like, you know, Vampira. Um, Feta Bard, Morticia Adams, Lay Munster, you know, 
because it was black and white, they wore... I, I feel like it's very, like, visually dramatic to see mm-hmm. someone who has very pale skin and is wearing very dark clothing. So that kind of just became a visual language to create mm-hmm. a certain aesthetic. So I feel like that's why it's so accepted to be just completely r- white rather than, like, a very pale skin tone. is because so many people were inspired by these icons that existed during the black and white film era. That's mm-hmm. like, that's what I want to copy. I don't want to be any type of pink. I just want to be Gross. white. <laughs> you know, now that you mentioned it, I never even noticed that I was doing this, like, on purpose. But, um, first of all, I dye my hair black because I honestly just think it's the best color on me. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm actually brown, almost blonde. I've had blonde, blue, purple, red. I actually had rose gold. When are you going to try green? Never. I think I think you would look good in green. Maybe Certain a type dark, of green, like a dark green. A dark green would be very nice. Because I had like kind of a different green when I was when I first tried to dye my hair purple. And I didn't mm-hmm. work. But anyway, <laughs> I think black is one of the nicest colors that just looks on me. Mm-hmm. And one thing that people try to when they're trying to convince me to not dye my hair black again, mm-hmm. they tell me that it makes me look too pale. And I'm like, not only am I already the lightest shade, yeah, <laughs> on the spectrum, but this is kind of an aesthetic, so yeah. it's not a bad thing for me to for people to tell me like, "Oh, you look too pale." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "That's fine." <laughs> yeah, no, like I feel like that's how pervasive this look is. It's like this is something to be achieved, you know. Mm-hmm. Not to say anything bad about the people that do it, but when you say to other people, "It has to be this way," yeah, that is where the issue comes, because. <laughs> As we know, people come in all shapes and sizes and colors. So what about people that don't have naturally lily white skin and they can't use just like a straight up foundation to cover up their color? Well then, you turn to fun things like skin lightening treatments. Exact opposite of fun. The exact opposite. I hate these. It's, oh, they're so bad. They're so bad. They're bad from a cultural standpoint. They're bad from a health standpoint. They're just... There's nothing good to be gained from mm-hmm. using them. So, some of you might be racking your brain saying, Skin lightening? What, what's that? I've heard of tanning, but I didn't know you can go the other way. And unfortunately, you can. So, skin lightening products... Um, You might also hear them by the names skin whitening or skin bleaching, refer to a practice of using chemical substances in an attempt to lighten the skin or provide an even color skin by reducing the melanin concentration in the skin. Do you ever think people think we're mansplaining when we make definitions like this? I mean, did we make this up or was it Wikipedia? Wikipedia did. I mean, I don't think we're mansplaining. We physically can't mansplain. <laughs> I feel like we just need to define everything. Yeah. Define everything because I don't want to assume that someone knows what we're talking about. Oh yeah, no, I hate it when podcasts do that. It's like, oh yeah, you know, you guys know this really obscure law, right? Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not trying to. We don't mean to like talk down to anyone. We just think giving definitions is a better way of approaching it because mm-hmm. I don't want anyone. You know, not, you know, feeling left out because they didn't know off the bat what something was. Yeah. So, this practice, skin lightening, skin bleaching, is hugely popular in Asia and Africa. 
Um, Wikipedia had a huge percentage gap, which was like 25 to 80 percent. That's really big. That's really big. And so that's 25 to 80 percent of people who skin bleach? Of cosmetics sold. Seriously? Oh my goodness. And Asia was 40%. Okay. So that first statistic was for um, Africa, correct? Yes. Okay. I know a lot of Hispanics do it, too. Like, this is done all over the world. Yeah, this is because, you know, it's... We'll get into it a little bit more, but this is a huge issue in society. (laughs) Yeah. Um, In India, half of all skincare sold is skin lightening. That drives me crazy. Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot. That's a crazy number. And ancient Chinese and Japanese had a saying that was one white covers up three uglies. That I can spend all day like unpacking that. That just yeah. makes my brain hurt. I remember when you wrote the notes and I read that, I had to like sit down for a <laughs> second. I was like, oh, people actually believe this. Yeah, but it's also like kind of like a historical and cultural thing as well. Yeah. White has always been seen as noble and aristocratic uh, because only the rich could afford to just sit inside all day and not be working out in the fields where they would get a color from their skin from being in the sun. Yeah. And yet slaves were the lazy ones somehow. Yeah. Mm. They were lazy. Yeah. (laughs) Something I didn't even realize that was kind of problematic that ties back into this, but... That's pretty much the reason why light skin is called fair. Oh, gross. Yeah. The second I realized that, because that's usually how I describe my skin, is like I'm on the, I'm like the darkest shade of fair, (laughs) basically. And I was like, oh yeah, calling something that's lighter just inherently fairer, that comes, that has like a lot of cultural weight to it. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. There's a lot going on in that. I remember, um... This one YouTuber that I followed um, pointed out, I was like, oh, wait, yeah. I know (laughs) that people are trying now to um, separate the word nude Uh from pale skin. Yeah. Because for the longest time, pretty much my entire life, Mm -hmm. nude has meant some form of peach and beige. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's immediately what I thought of when you said nude. Mm -hmm. Because that's what we were taught. You know, that is what nude is. But everyone's nude is different. Because shock of all shocks, everyone's skin is different. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Madness. So not only was this, like, a cultural and classist thing, it also bleeds now into colorism. Yes. Which basically means the paler you are, the better you are. Yeah. So just getting into a general definition of colorism... Colorism is discrimination based on skin color, usually from members of the same race in which people are treated differently based on social implications from cultural meanings attached to skin color. So it is a little bit different from racism. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people outside of like communities of people of color haven't heard the term colorism so much. It's an issue. So I'm Portuguese. And for some people who may not know, that just doesn't mean everybody is pale. Yeah. Portuguese actually does have, like, a pretty variety of skin tones. Some of my cousins... My own father... Yeah. ...is a lot, a lot darker than I am. Yeah, he's more... He has more of, like, an olive skin tone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mind you, on paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, 
I haven't heard it so much like in my family, but I have heard people before, you know, making comments towards the people who were not as pale as mm-hmm. I am. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think I mentioned it on the podcast before, too. I'm Puerto Rican. I am very light skinned. I'm very white passing. Both of my parents are. But there's a lot of people in my family who are much darker than me. I say that we range from, like, me being, you know, almost translucent <laughs> to about, like, a, a tannish, like, mm-hmm. very olive skin tone. And unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, stigma that comes with having a mix in that family because everyone's like, oh, you're so pretty, Allie. You know, you have the dark hair and you have the very light skin. And I'm just like, well, what about everyone else that doesn't have that in the family? You're going to say that they're not as pretty as me? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And a lot of other Hispanic um, cultures go by a similar thing where, you know, there's, we can talk forever about how it's just kind of built into the language. You know, if you have super kinky hair, that's called like bad hair, essentially, which no, mm-hmm. that's not. <laughs> there's like a nickname that Alice's mother and and her sister mm-hmm. used to each other. And I had to bring it up once, and I'm like, are they saying what I think they're saying? Was it negra? <laughs> yes. Yes, my dad used to say that to my stepmom. And she's just, like, tan. It's yeah. fine. And she's like, it's actually, you know, she's like, well, you know, it's a, kind of like a culture thing. It's more of like a term of a endearment. Yeah, it is definitely more like a nickname. But just the fact that it's the like, nickname is based on their color yeah. is, there's a lot of weight in that. Mm-hmm. And, like, you see that all over the place. As soon as you started talking about it, I'm like, I know exactly what it is. <laughs> because, you know, it's just something that we're used to. Not, And mm-hmm. it's not right. Yeah. It's really gross, if you think about it. Even if it is coming from a place of loving, it's still kind of weird. That that's what you choose to focus on, mm-hmm. on this person that you're close to, is the skin color. Yeah. You this know. was never, like, an issue with me growing up, but I've had, you know, friends of darker complexions share with me mm-hmm. how their parents would tell them to, like, play in the shade. Or, Seriously? Yeah. Oh my god. Or to, like, make sure they're wearing sunscreen or something when they're going outside so they don't get darker. Yeah. I've like, s- that's awful. Yeah, I've heard of, like, the jokes where it's like, haha, you know, you're gonna disappear in the summer because you're gonna become so dark that no one's gonna be able to see you. Mm-hmm. Ha. Other way around, if you do tan, don't go to someone of color and be like, look, I'm almost in second heel. Oh, yeah, don't do that. That's gross. Yeah, I'm so tired of hearing people say that. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not funny. It's not original. It's not funny. It's just racist. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Yeah, I just, I remember growing up, because I was so used to hearing, like, oh, you're so beautiful because you're pale and you have this very dark hair, and, you know, the contrast, I was like, I wouldn't go outside because I was like, I didn't want to get tan. Mm-hmm. Because I, I figured if I got tan, people wouldn't think I was pretty anymore. Because yeah. that was always what they linked my beauty to, was that contrast. And now I realize that there was a very wrong way of looking at things and you know i'm trying to not do that mm-hmm. i still don't like the sun because you know it can cause cancer yeah but... now we don't like the sun yeah. for different reasons <laughs> yeah but now i'm not worried about going out in the sun and being not beautiful anymore yeah we're just worried about frying yes 
little more back on topic, skin color was used actually as a justification for slavery, and they would allow lighter-skinned um, slaves to work inside the house, and darker-skinned slaves would be put in the fields outside. Not saying any form slavery is good. I think that yeah. goes without saying. <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting to see that mm-hmm. colorism works within the institution of slavery like that. Yeah, they were, the lighter skinned slaves were deemed, like, more intelligent. Yeah. So more worthy to be around, you know, the white people in their home. Yeah. Which is complete nonsense if you think about it Mm -hmm. it's like how is the color of someone's skin supposed to determine their character (laughs) it's also like it's uh, like you stole these people why are you gonna get picky about it yeah well (laughs) i remember in history learning how like in america they were first using native americans as slaves Mm -hmm. and then some guy in europe was like hey i got a better idea because these people have darker skin, so they're easier to see. Good. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Yay. <laughs> I remember, like, just hearing that fact and being like, this is fake. Tell me that's fake. Yeah. That can't be real. Like, what? Yeah. Bet you didn't think we were going to get into the history of slavery in the makeup episode, <laughs> did you guys? <laughs> We've also got the doll test. Ooh, yay. So. I'm, I'm right back in psych class again. <laughs> If you haven't heard of the doll test, here's a quick summation of it. Um, you took a bunch of, like, younger kids, usually, like, what, first graders, kindergartners? I don't remember the exact age of the test, but they were younger. Young enough where they play with dolls, basically. Yeah, like the beginning of elementary mm-hmm. school. And you put in front of them a few dolls, like a white one, a medium-toned one, and a black doll. Mm-hmm. And you'd ask the kids which doll was the prettier one, mm-hmm. which one did you want to play with. And even asking the kids, like, identify which doll looks like you. Uh-huh. And this test has been done, like, throughout the years, and the ch- the results haven't changed that dramatically. They've mm-hmm. changed. Yes. But not super dramatically, where all of the children tend to prefer the white doll. Mm-hmm. Saying that it's the prettier one, it looks like the smarter one, that's the one I want to be, that's the one I want to play with. Mm-hmm. And they also associated the darker doll with negative characteristics. Like, that one's dumb. I don't remember the other ones, but I know one was, like, intelligence. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that children that young are so ingrained with, you know, these cultural standards that they know at this age, you know, what to say in this situation, that's horrifying. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, even when they did the study with little black girls... They would say that the black doll was the ugly one. And it's like, well, why are they going to think about themselves? They've done the same thing with hair, too. Yeah. When I was in college, I had a professor who, she was an Asian woman. And uh, one day her daughter wanted a doll. And she said the only options were, you know, from the dolls that she wanted was either um, a darker skinned doll mm-hmm. or a white doll. Uh-huh. And she's like... I'm not going to give my daughter, who, you know, looks like me, a doll that's blonde hair, blue eyes, and, like, ten shades lighter than her. So she gave her um, the black doll to play with. Mm -hmm. And she had people in the streets stopping her and telling her, why is your daughter playing with that doll? She should be playing with, like, the different one. Mm -hmm. And I was just, like, astonished that strangers had the audacity to go to her and be like, 
no, she should be playing with a white doll. Yeah, like, why is this so important to you? I know. We were talking about earlier how racists just feel the need (laughs) to make their racism known. Yeah, it's like, hey, everyone, guess what? I'm racist. And now it's going to affect you. And you. Everyone needs to know. Hey, all you people. (laughs) (laughs) But, yes. Um, Another test I did want to bring up in this section was the brown paper bag test. Have you ever heard of this? You know, I put it in my note because I think I read it, Uh but I don't remember anything about it. Okay. So, this colorism was so prevalent that in 20th century America, within the African American community, it was very common for certain social groups, so like social clubs, sororities, fraternities, even churches, to have the bag test. And what the bag test was is you take like a nondescript brown paper bag, you know, just like anyone that you, you've probably seen one before. And you're supposed to put your arm inside of the bag. And if you're the same color of it or lighter, then you're allowed entry into this group. But if you're darker, automatically disqualified from entry. That's completely awful. Yeah, and it shows how, you know, insidious this way of thinking was, is that, you know, communities of people of color were doing that to themselves. Mm -hmm. Because this was ingrained in them. And, you know, their lineage for centuries. You see that image from Family Guy where he's, like, trying to get in somewhere? Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) And he's holding the card up to Peter and it's, like, three pale shades and it's, like, mentally ill. Yeah. (laughs) Then the darker shades and it's, like, terrorists. Yep. Uh, Hi, America. The, uh, the very, um, trustworthy Family Guy test (laughs) to conclude the scientific (laughs) portion of our research. (laughs) All right, well, so that's... The cultural, personal, spiritual reasons why skin lightening is bad. Yes, there is a very long history behind it. Now, if you somehow decide that you just want to throw all that out and be like, what people just want to do it? Then let's go into the medical reasons why you should not bleach your skin. In December 2000, Lamb and Prince of Wales Hospital, Dr. Michael Chan tested 36 creams made by cosmetics that are for skin lightening. Out of that, eight of the creams exceeded the U.S. Food and Drug Administration safety limits for mercury. I don't think we need to explain how mercury is incredibly toxic. Yes, it is one of the most dangerous chemicals that you can come into contact with. My favorite part of this little research study was that when they were asked, when they went back to the supplier, he responded, or the supplier responded with, what's wrong with a little mercury in the cream as long as it can make beautiful ladies? Uh... It's actually ladies beautiful, but same thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, there's a lot to unpack there. (laughs) It's like, okay, so you're willing to kill women of color, put, put them at risk so that they can become quote-unquote, more beautiful by your standards. Yep. Um, Mercury. Wow. (laughs) Mercury poisoning can also cause numbness, high blood pressure, fatigue, sensitivity to light, neurological symptoms such as tremor, memory loss, kidney failure. Oh, yeah, that totally sounds worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah. As well as dermatitis, 
which is skin reddening, blisters, skin ulcers, highs, dry, scaly skin, swelling, itching, burning, and tenderness. Like I said, I have eczema, so I suffer with like 90% of it all oh. the time. My life's great. Um, no, but wouldn't you willingly do that to yourself? If you didn't have eczema, let's say, and you had this product that could give you eczema, like the feeling of it, wouldn't you do that? So over the weekend, <laughs> I went on a hunt for a different hand soap uh-huh. because I discovered that the fragrance in my all-natural hand soap was making my hands break out. Oh, no. Like, remember how I showed you my hands were like horrible yeah no, look at the that, improvement oh my goodness yeah that was so, from the soap that was from the soap i really like that soap too and the ointment i was using to try to uh, clear it up like i knew that one had fragrance in it but i <laughs> thought like okay if i start and stop it uh-huh. i'll be okay no i was not so Ouch. no i would never willingly bring this upon myself <laughs> another side effect of this could be actually discoloring of the skin which will give you the exact opposite which will give you hyperpigmentation, so you'll get blue and black spots. Yay. Um, I mean, the last... I mean, I guess it's, like, not the worst out of all this, which is cystic acne. That's still not fun, though. It's horrible still, but it's like, well, would, would you rather have cystic acne or kidney failure? Yeah. Hmm. Or you could have both at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yay. <laughs> so, no los dos? <laughs> the worst case of that. So, yeah, all of these things... Are what people are opened up to when they're sold these awful, terrible products. Now, in preparation for this episode, I actually went to the site of one of these companies. I will not give their name and I will not link them below because I don't want any of you being persuaded by them and, you know, getting any of their products. But... They use a lot of tricky language, is what I've noticed. Is that they don't say outright skin whitening anymore, anything like that. It's always like radiant, you know, fair, mm. brightening, things like that. I've noticed that in a lot of um, products here in America, too, will say things like that. Yeah. It's like, you know what they're talking about mm-hmm. in the end. Their, uh, their ads are very, like, weirdly sterile, kind of weird um their models look like they're not having a great time (laughs) they're all the exact same shade of white it's almost as if it's computer yeah it's really weird (laughs) and um this was actually a luxury brand so all their stuff is hundreds of dollars Mm -hmm. so stupid and uh right when you open up the site one of their big you know things that they're super proud of is that there's no mercury in their products i feel like that you know since like the 19th century that's like the least you can do Mm -hmm. to show like hey we care about our customers we stopped putting mercury in stuff can you imagine paying a hundred dollars for a cream that can kill you (laughs) this is when we brought up talc because i was mentioning how still within our lifetime people were advertising their makeup as like talc free yeah but mercury is something we've known for a while. Yeah. It's very dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that they still use them in thermometers. That's not true. Yeah. It's something else. It's called... It has, like, a weird name, like, Americanium or something like that. I don't remember the exact name. Something like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Mercury is very, very dangerous. It's still known to cause fatalities. I remember there was this story of this professor who was um 
teaching, like going through some lab instruction, and she got a single drop of mercury on her gloved hand, she died. Oh my god. That's how bad mercury is. And maybe don't put it on your face. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I've seen a lot of these companies marketing specifically to areas in Asia and Africa that are underdeveloped. I don't want to say underdeveloped. You know what I mean. I feel like underdeveloped has, like, a bad connotation to it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they don't have access to the same medical knowledge and treatment that we have here. And the fact that they're, like, pushing these mercury-based products on them, I think it's criminal. Oh, that's a whole other can of words. I was watching something on Netflix the other day, Mm -hmm. and they were talking about a form of birth control that was proven deadly in America, and Mm -hmm. they gave it to small colonies in Africa. Yay! Yeah, no, it's fine. We just didn't want to lose all... We didn't want to lose all the profit that we could make. Yeah. Yeah. And the worst part about it is that they have very limited access to, like, uh, contraceptives. Mm -hmm. So they're like, we get that this could kill us, but we don't want baby. Yeah. Which is... Yeah. That's another... (laughs) (laughs) We'll We'll have a medical... Goth episode down the line. <laughs> we just gotta figure out how to make medical goth without it being like aesthetic. Ooh. Oh yeah, no, let's make medical goth a thing. <laughs> like black lab coats. <laughs> I'm down for this. Can you imagine your doctor walking in? I mean, not you, but like a normie having their doctor walk in with like a huge mohawk and a black lab coat. I'd feel safe. You, you would I, feel I safe. I would feel safe <laughs> because I, that's how I walk into doctors' offices. Lab coat? I, no, not like that. It's just like. I remember when I um when I had my first appointment with my psychiatrist, I had on like my big platform docks. I think I was wearing my ripped skinny jeans. I had like my pentacle necklace. <laughs> and I was like, "Hi, I'm here to see the doctor." <laughs> Meanwhile, 90% of the time when I go to therapy, I'm like I'm in like my home whole clothes, so uh-huh. it's like just like a hoodie, sweatpants, my face just barely coming out of the hoodie where I'm just like <laughs> That's fair. That's how I that's like how I feel in therapy. I always try to dress up a little bit nice because then afterwards I go to Whole Foods for a treat. Ooh. Whole Foods treat. <laughs> Whole Foods treat. <laughs> so basic. Me and my Valley Girl talk with my Starbucks and my Target and my Whole Foods. <laughs> that was on purpose this time. <laughs> Even though it is really frowned upon if this aesthetic is something you do want to try to achieve or get close to there are modern solutions that can be taken and they are safe you're so proud of that joke (laughs) it's funny though i I laughed when i read that in the notes i was more i was more proud of the goff's frown huh (laughs) but (laughs) but yeah this is a funny joke too i'm hilarious <laughs> I should follow you on Instagram. You should. I should. Anyway. <laughs> so, yes, if this is really the aesthetic you want to go for, there are ways to get close to it without possibly giving yourself mercury poisoning. So, what you can do, and you did mention it before, <laughs> we mentioned this before, was avoiding the sun. So, don't go out. No, not- <laughs> no, 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 don't go out. You know, just. I mean, you see those, like, classic pictures of, like, the goth with the parasol. Yeah. That's kind of what, like, I meant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carry a parasol. That's cool. Yeah. I love parasols. Um, what else can you do? Sunscreen. You can do sunscreen. Um, the only thing is, 
for people that are of a like very dark complexion. I've seen sunscreen kind of give them sort of like a gray tone. Yeah. So that is something you need to keep in mind is that it changes the color and also the tone of your skin. Mm-hmm. And that can that can be unflattering. Yeah. So there's that. And also the one, this is one that like every YouTuber says when they're doing their, I'm doing my gloss makeup tutorial. <laughs> Why does everyone do that? Which is the foundation one shade or two shades lighter than your skin tone. Yes. I don't agree with that. I don't even like the trick with the concealer where it's like, oh, this is my brightening concealer. Because then I feel like it looks weird. Mm -hmm. Like, you can get it right, but it's only good for, like, photo shoots. If you're out in the world going to, like, Target, it looks wrong. You know what's one thing I've noticed a lot in the beauty standard that people are doing now? What? They'll start with a foundation. This is like regular beauty, not goth beauty. Mm-hmm. They'll start with a foundation that's actually darker yes. than their skin. Yes. But the amount of like highlighter and concealer and stuff they put on uh-huh. kind of like evens it out and yes. makes that darker shade more of a contour. Yes. It's, re- it's a lot of work. Yeah, no. It's just, it does. It seems like way too much work to get somewhere that you can get more easily, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's working harder, not smarter. <laughs> exactly. In my opinion. I feel like these, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of beauty YouTubers doing that just because they get, like, those foundation packs in PR where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, they gave me, like, three different shades that might be close to me. Did you, um, did you see Mikey's, um, decluttering video? No, I didn't. Uh, she actually addresses that. Okay. About how, like, PR sends, like, the entire shade range and how it's just really freaking wasteful. Yeah, it's incredibly wasteful. I swear, it's just so they can show that di- their diversity. That's which, literally what she's... <laughs> yeah, which, like, to be fair, not a lot of companies have. Mm-hmm. Like, we can go down the list of how many companies have really dropped the ball with their uh, complexion products as far as shade range. It Cosmetics. <clears throat> yeah, looking at you, It Cosmetics, Tarte Cosmetics, Beauty Blender, when their foundation Ooh. first came out. Forget about it. Like... It's so sad because we we went through all the terrible alternatives to what you can do to your skin, but for people that want to celebrate their skin, their options are limited. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Which hopefully we'll get better at, you know. We do have Fenty now, but they are more of a luxury brand. Uh, Beauty Bakery. Oh, Beauty Bakery too. But they are, ex- again, a little mm-hmm. expensive. I will always put Maybelline in there because good. their fit foundation don't sleep on it it's actually a really good foundation they mm-hmm. have one that works for like any skin type and they're always adding to the list uh-huh. like some people tried to like talk nonsense about it but mm-hmm. i'm like maybelline kind of started with a fairly large range for a drugstore foundation mind you yeah and they're always adding to it i feel like every year fit me is like we've got like five new shades right yeah NYX is also very good. Yes. I don't know how they've been in the past, but more recently, like, with, um, what was their new line? Newish line. The Control Drops? No. It was after Control Drops. I know the one you're talking about. The one that's made for oily skin? Yes. That one. That line has- Can't Stop, Won't Stop. Can't Stop, Won't Stop Foundation is one of my go-tos, and it has a great shade range, and it's pretty cheap. 
Yeah, there are options here. So now comes the actual makeup part. Yes. An hour in. <laughs> you skipped the first half of politics. You made it to the actual makeup now. Hooray! <laughs> Gold star for you. Let me not clap. <laughs> there, there goes the spike. <laughs> Look, my laugh is louder than your spike. <laughs> I just do everything quietly. I clap quietly. You live in ASMR. I live in ASMR. <laughs> I just imagine, like, I, I just sound like a very quiet Animal Crossing character. <laughs> oh, my neighbor's home. <laughs> Hello. I got Allison into Animal Crossing. Yep, my life's over, guys. So when I... Um... Yes, welcome home. <laughs> um, I'm forcing her, quote-unquote forcing, yes. her to get New Horizons. So we get it, you're home. <laughs> Do do you want a medal? Like <laughs> when you get New Horizons, you're just gonna forget podcasting. You're just gonna come here, and we're just gonna be on each other's islands all day, right? <laughs> I told Sylvia she should call hers Total Drama Island. Nope. <laughs> I'm still taking suggestions. I have a few written down. I'll show you later, but yeah. it's definitely not Total Drama. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is not the Animal Crossing episode. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> yes, we'll rate all the goth villagers. No, um, no, 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 don't do it, because I know you're going to fall down this rabbit hole, so let's I will. let's keep it on makeup, and then we'll talk about our feelings <laughs> off pod. I feel like one thing we definitely have to bring up before makeup, I like to, when I talk about makeup, I like to start from the bottom. Yes. Which is not primer or foundation. No. It's skincare. Yes. You gotta make sure your canvas is good first. Yeah, you gotta gesso it properly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't just, you know, throw the paint on and expect everything to be all hunky-dory. Right. You know, you gotta stretch the canvas out. Don't, don't actually, don't, don't actually, uh, <laughs> like, you do that for actual painting, but don't do that. Don't stretch your face mm-hmm. out. That gives but, you premature it, wrinkles. Yeah. No. You gotta take care of the face. Yeah. Your skin is your largest organ, guys. Take care of it. So, I broke skincare down into two major categories, which is basic <laughs> and then, like, a little extra. Yes. So, if you're getting yourself a skincare routine, you must have at least these three things. An exfoliator, a cleanser, and a moisturizer. It's funny because um, when I read that, I would actually contest that a little bit. Okay, well how <laughs> okay. you contest? So, just this, I feel like this um, just illustrates how different skin types work. So, I mentioned before I have oily combination skin. I don't get dry too often. I do have sensitive skin, but it's not nearly as sensitive as you. I do not respond very well to exfoliators. No, neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have dry skin, so I still need to... Yeah. I feel like every tip in the world with exfoliators, they're like, exfoliate every day. If I did that, my skin would fall off. Do not exfoliate every day. Even in the winter, don't do it. No. At most, I do it maybe once a month, (laughs) really. Really? Yes. I do it, like, every other day. And then I do, like, a deep exfoliator, like, once a week. Yeah. Well, I mean, like... I have drier skin. Yeah, just to show, you know, different strokes Mm -hmm. for different folks. Find Um, what works for you. Yeah. I dread the day when I have to use exfoliator. Because sometimes, yeah, my skin does get dry, like, noticeably dry. And I'm like, okay, today's exfoliation Mm -hmm. day. And even if your skin doesn't become visibly dry, it's still good to exfoliate once in a while because you're just removing the dead skin. Yeah. Definitely test it out and see for yourself what system works best for you. Oh, yeah. Skincare is all trial and error. I'm still looking for a good um, cleanser. 
So, do you mean like a like shower face wash cleanser or like makeup remover cleanser? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, one thing I will say, if you are going to invest your money into any one of these three, mm-hmm. or even in, when we get into the extras, mm-hmm. put it into your moisturizer. Yeah, definitely. Moisturizer can, like, make or break your face. Remember that one Absolutely. time? I, I forget, this is a few episodes back, but I started moisturizing my face as we were recording, oh, yeah. and immediately you could see a difference. Mm-hmm. That's the power of moisturizer. <laughs> yeah, and that was Elf. Yeah, that was an Elf moisturizer. That was, like, what, seven bucks at most? Mm-hmm. I, so far, the only moisturizer I have found that works for me mm-hmm. is the First Aid Beauty. Yes. Which is a luxury brand. Yes. Their Ultra Repair Cream is very good. Mm-hmm. Actually, I got it for my birthday. I but... got, like, a gift set, and they had a face cream in there, and I was using it, but I wasn't impressed. Mm-hmm. I still prefer the Ultra Repair. Yes. That's a really good one. Um, Elf has some good ones. I use the oil control one as, like, my morning moisturizer, and then... I have this other one that I got from them recently. If you've ever seen the one with, like, the little metal balls in it that you roll on your face, mm-hmm. that's supposed to be, like, a night cream. So sometimes I'll use that as my night cream, or sometimes I'll use the uh, First Aid Beauty one. Usually I like to use my heavier moisturizer at night, so it just absorbs mm-hmm. while that's, I'm sleeping. That's generally a rule of thumb, is you put the heavier stuff on before you go to sleep. Yeah. Make sure it doesn't burn. If any skincare burns, stop using yes, it. Yes, immediately. Like, that. that's not a good sign. Yeah. Let's get into more, like, extra things. And I've seen people who have, like, ridiculous skincare regimens. Like, 12 steps? Yeah. I've seen, like, 20 steps daily. Oh, God, I no, can't. No, I can't do that. Like, at most, I don't remember how long. Like, at most, mine is 12 steps, probably. But that's when I have, like, a day off. Let's talk about toner, a.k.a. the savior of my face. Oh, I love toner. Yes, toner is so good. Can you describe to people what toner does? It's usually a very thin liquid. I prefer to spray it on my face. Mm -hmm. Some people will dab it on a cotton ball. Mm -hmm. And it's magic. (laughs) It, It really is. I remember when I discovered what toner was. I don't actually know the actual definition of what toner does. Me neither. I feel like toner is, like, the first thing you figure out when you learn about real skincare. Because I remember when I found out what toner was, I was like, wait, you can do more than wash and moisturize your face? Yeah. This is also one of the products that a lot of people think is just a way to, like, spend more money on skincare. But no. This really works. There's a Wikipedia article for it. (laughs) Darn it. And here's a very easy, cheap toner. There's two kinds, actually. Uh Rose water. Yes. And witch hazel. Yes. You could get both of these, like, anywhere. Yeah. I know um, one of the big brands that everyone says to go to is Thayer's. Um, I know they they do put fragrance in some of their products. I think they have unscented ones. Yes, that's a very popular one. Yes. So I use theirs, actually. That bottle has lasted me forever. It's super cheap. It was like six, seven bucks. Um, I do, it is witch hazel, and I think it's scented with roses. Yeah, uh, I used just like pure witch hazel before, and it did not like my skin. Yeah. And that's at first when I kind of like gave up on toners. Mm-hmm. But then I started using pure rose water Mm -hmm. and that's when like 
heaven shone down upon me. <laughs> Sylvia, you found the answer. You found the toner. Here's my recommendations if you're looking at toners. Read the ingredients. Yes. Witch hazel should have one ingredient. Ah, uh, witch hazel. Witch hazel. <laughs> yeah. Rose water should have maybe two ingredients. Rose and water. Yes. Definitely make sure that they're not sneaking in anything weird into there. Mm-hmm. I, they I, will very much try to. Yeah. Especially fragrance. Fragrance is so pervasive. Like, it's everywhere. You're telling me. <laughs> I'm allergic to it. <laughs> You know, out of curiosity, when I found out you were super allergic to it, I looked at most of my skincare. It has fragrance in it. Try, Pretty much everything. Try finding hair care Oh, that's no, fragrance-free. No, I can't even imagine. My life is great. All right, next I also have anti-aging. Yes. So, that's a variety of products we can talk about. Um, there's creams, moisturizers... You do have to be careful with anti-aging stuff because sometimes people just slap that on, I feel, and it's just like, ah, see, anti-aging. This is why the price is so high, you know? I always like to keep it simple and look for specific ingredients, so like vitamin E and retinol. Yes. Um, If we're talking about more specific products for anti-aging, I love under-eye pads. Those are like my favorite thing in the world. (laughs) I use right now... It's like a Burt's Bee under eye one, mm-hmm. and it's okay. I mean, I've noticed the di- I've noticed a slight difference. Yeah. Um, face wise, I use a just sunscreen moisturizer. Mm-hmm. So I use I've tried Elf under eye pads before because they're very cheap and they got great reviews. Um, I did break out, but that was just me personally. So I'm. Not gonna use those again. I'm trying out the ones by uh, Millie Bo- Millie Bobby Brown's company, Florence, right now. Um, they're good. They're okay. I, I've never really found a uh, under eye pad that I fell in love with. I know a lot of people really like the Skin Iceland one. Mm. That's the one I always hear people ranting and raving about, but I've never gotten a chance to try it. My skin's also very sensitive, where I try mm-hmm. to keep what I put on it mm-hmm. minimum. Yes. You also don't want to, like, overkill your beauty yeah. regimen. If you are trying something new, try it by itself. Yes. Do not try 12 new things at the same time. Yeah, no. it's It can be fun, but that's not really how you learn, because then if you have a reaction, well, which, which one, one was, was it? it? Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. And also, come. like I said, some things don't work together well. Yeah. I know The Ordinary, they are very helpful on their website because they actively list which of their products interact badly with one another just based on the ingredients so for certain ones you can't use antioxidant creams for others you can't use like anything with certain types of vitamins in them because you can have a bad reaction and i've never seen any other skincare brand do Mm -hmm. that that is pretty neat shout out to the ordinary for doing that (laughs) they're also they're considered luxury but they're very low cost they're very cheap um so Everyone's favorite, face masks. I love doing a good face mask. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, personally, I find that clay masks work really well for my skin. Oh, I love a clay mask. Yes. Sheet masks are fun, but they just, like, overhydrate my skin, and sometimes I break out because there's just way too much going on. Yeah, sheet masks are something you really need to look at the ingredients with because they have just become so novelty that people will just, like, do anything. I saw one where it was basically... 
like fragrance was like the third ingredient. No. That's how much like scent was just in that. And I'm yeah. like, that's horrible. No, you gotta be careful. Which I don't know if you guys know this, but fragrance isn't bad just because I'm allergic to it. It's actually not a good ingredient yeah. to have in your products. Yeah. It's like I know some people try to like skirt around it by like putting the essential oils as fragrances, but even those can be harmful to you. Yeah, I can't use essential oils either. I love me a good essential oil. But well, also use the use the name parfum. Yes. So parfum, fragrance, essential oils, artificial fragrance, even sometimes natural fragrance. It yeah. really depends, but natural fragrance even sometimes gets me. Yeah. So definitely look out for those. It's like it's like finding sugar in food. It could be sugar or it could be fructose it could be dextrose you know yeah there's all different names that they use to hide it but nevertheless it's still there Mm -hmm. so yeah definitely look into the mask that you're using or look into the mask that you are interested in before using it the one i'm using right now i'm gonna plug them again but shea moisture's um african soap one is really good for my skin i use the aztec clay mask Mm -hmm. you could get it really cheap really big and you mix it with either water or um it's recommended you use apple cider vinegar now that one is more for oily skin tones oily skin Mm -hmm. types Uh uh-huh so i can only use it once in a while like once a week maybe and i cannot use it for the entire recommended amount i think it's like they say 15 minutes Mm -hmm. i can only wear for like five Really? Because my skin just can't take that much exfoliation in. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, when masks have a time limit on them, definitely, like, follow them. Like, you can play around with it at your own discretion, but if a mask burns after, like, a few minutes, take, take it, it off. off. Take it off. <laughs> I don't care what people say, beauty's pain, blah, blah, blah. Nope. No, it should not be burning. I've had masks do that ripped it off immediately <laughs> mind you there are some products your skin might need to adjust to yes but you know your body yeah know between like oh this stings versus this burns yes yeah i know like that was a uh, thing for a while where everyone was trying the world's most painful peel-off mask um no yeah no just don't do that to yourself <laughs> yeah that's not fun. if you're in pain Stop it. Call your dad. Call your dad. I don't like peel-off masks. I feel like that that can cause wrinkles because you're just constantly, like, playing with your skin like You're stretching your skin. It's going to cause wrinkles. As far as sheet masks go, a lot of, um, I know everyone's, like, hyping them up, but, like, a lot of Korean beauty brands have some bomb sheet masks. Mm -hmm. Um, Who else has some good ones? Too Cool for School. They're a good Korean brand. Uh, Tony. Tony Molly? Tony Moly. Tony, At least that's to- what I say. Tony Moly. I love them. I love how it's just like, I'm a tomato. Yeah. <laughs> they, that, those are like fun, you know, Instagrammable things where it's like, this one's a pearl. This one's a tomato. And they've also, you know, they have like fa- like animal faces and yeah. actual like mask looking masks. Yeah. Like actually look at things too like it's really cool when things are like instagrammable and trendy like that but they can be very bad for your skin so not to name names glam glow (laughs) don't use any masks or anything that actively have glitter in them 
Yeah. That is terrible for your skin and the environment. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, it's like, it's not worth getting one cool picture out of it, you mm-hmm. know? Also, while we're on the topic of masks, witch tip, put some moon water yes. into your mask. Do you want to tell about your experience <laughs> with that? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. So I put some full moon water in. And I forgot that you're supposed to stir clockwise. And I was stirring the entire time counterclockwise. And I was like, oh, well, this is fine. Uh, I broke out. And this was stuff that I have used <laughs> so many times before. And so I was like, well. I hecked it up. <laughs> I hecked it up. Did you Sorry. see the meme I shared today where it's like, I did a money spell and I woke up to a 16-hour yeah. shift? Yeah. Universe, you know what I meant. <laughs> oh, universe. You scamp. But uh, anyway, getting back to other face masks. Sephora's collection of face masks is actually pretty good. I've heard that they're good. Yeah. Do they have fragrance in of it? Of course they do. Of That's why I've they heard do. that yes. they're good. Why do you need fragrance in a face mask? Okay. So There's actually an answer to that. Okay. Like, I'm bitter because I'm allergic to everything. But the reason they put fragrance in so many things is because all of the chemicals and ingredients that they use combined mm-hmm. are not pleasant. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. They they don't have a pleasant smell mm-hmm. to them. And a good example of this is um Wet n' Wild's foundation. I forgot which one it is. Do they only have one foundation or do they have all different I think lines? they have at least two. It's, it's the one foundation, the photo finish, whatever it is. Yeah. It smells like paint. But yes. it's fragrance-free. But it smells mm. like paint. Yeah. This is why I try to keep my stuff more all natural. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if it's an essential oil fragrance, I'd rather it be that and be more natural than, like, artificial fragrances. It's still not great, but, you know, I'd rather have that. Mm-hmm. One day when I have money, I want to do, like, I want to buy a bunch of, like, makeup off of etsy that like people make okay oh yeah that would be really cool that'd be fun i've heard some great things about etsy makeup Mm -hmm. all right so now that your skin is clean prepped and ready it's time to put primer on yay and just off the bat primer is real it does help i mean you heard in our last episode when i forgot to put it on yeah (laughs) yeah Um, primer kids yeah i remember when i first started getting into makeup i was like primer isn't real just put moisturizer, mm-hmm. which you can do, but primer does work. If you have a good primer, you're set. Oh, yeah. A good primer can make a bad foundation last. I, I've seen it. I believe in miracles. So do you have any primers that you want to recommend? Yes. So this is like everyone's favorite, but I do like Professional by Benefit. It worked well for me. He gave me a look. Tell me what horrible thing it did to you i mean i didn't i didn't mean to give you a look it's okay tell me do you want to take a guess does it have fragrance in it (laughs) it's like glue though why would you put fragrance in glue i can't use it i'm so sorry one Um, time i got like a gift set from benefit mm -hmm. i think it was like a sephora birthday gift or something Uh and i had to give it all away Yay! The Thanks, only thing guys. in it that didn't have fragrance was the um, mascara, but I hated it. So yeah, <laughs> gave it away too. It's like why we wait? So did you get their brow products in there too, and they put fragrance in that? No, it was okay. like the Pore Professional uh-huh. a mascara, and I think like another face thing. 
stop putting fragrance in everything, guys. And I was just like, wow, two out of three I can't use, and the third one I hate. Yay! Happy birthday! <laughs> Alright, so the four fashionable. I do like that one personally. Um, I know this was a limited edition. I don't know if it's ever going to come back. But Wet n' Wild's... Um, I can't remember the name of it. I know what you're It was about. from their Rose Collection. Mm-hmm. It looks just like the Farsali one that people won't shut up about. Pretty much a dupe for it. It always works very well with whatever foundation I use. Uh, Maybelline's Baby Skin is also really good and cheap. So for me, I've got... I have a lot of primers in my arsenal. Yeah, honestly, like, I kind of consider primer more of a skincare because Mm -hmm. it also does moisturize your face depending on, you know, what you need. So I I find that I'm more interested in taking care of my skin than painting it most of the time. So my primers are my like high end one. Uh huh. Is the um I don't think it has a name. It's just the one from Becca. Uh huh. I don't know if it has a name. Becca. <laughs> it's the Becca brand. <laughs> I use that one. The only thing I don't like about it is it's like a liquid. I find it kind of hard to apply because like it just shoots out everywhere. It's okay. messy as yeah. heck. I'm no. Like this is why you ended up in TJ Maxx. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I do like primers that are like drip drop ones. Those are fun. I like cream primers. I don't like the silicone feely ones. Yeah. No. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So there are wet. um, No, not wet. There are There are different types of primers. This might sound familiar to some people, but there are water-based primers and there are silicone-based primers. So general rule, always match your foundation to what's in your primer or else that can end very badly if you play things around. You look like me right now. (laughs) Um, so I like the, the Becca primer. Um, another one that I love that I need to buy again. I was trying to like go through my primers before purchasing this one again, Uh but it's from Lorac Uh and it's called the I'm so sensitive primer. (laughs) It's you. It's me. It literally says on the front of the bottle, everything it doesn't have. Good. And it's like parabens, fragrances, all these other things. And it just feels like a moisturizer and it's Mm -hmm. great. I love it. And for, like, my everyday drugstore one, right now I'm using the Elf Putty Primer. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You know, I'm... Yeah. does its job. Nothing to write home about. That's kind of how I feel in general. And we talked about this on the podcast with most of Elf's makeup. But their skincare, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So, primer. They have it for face and eyes. Wear yes. both. Yes, definitely. And they're not the same thing. So don't put no. face primer on your eyelids. Please don't. Um, if you... I mean, this is still, like, probably don't do that, but you could use concealer as eyeshadow primer. Yes. I've seen, I've seen many people do that before on YouTube. Yeah. I have a concealer that's actually too dark for uh-huh. me, so I use that on... as, like, eyeshadow primer okay. for now. Until okay. it's out, and mm-hmm. I'll throw it out. <laughs> so, for eyeshadow primer, I like Elf's eyeshadow primer. Actually, it's pretty good. And, um, of course, this is another staple, but Urban Decay's, what is it, All Nighter You want to take a guess? Fragrance? Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Can't use it. I use instead, like I said, that concealer. Um, I also use, I forgot the brand name. It's like Elizabeth something, but it's called, like, Thank Me Later. Uh-huh. I got that in, like, an Ipsy thing, and I love it. It's actually really expensive. I looked it up. Right? Like, 
And Shout out to Ipsy for throwing expensive stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I also use, I think it's called I Heart Stay by Essence. Mm-hmm. Essence is like another brand that's basically Elf. Yes. You can find them at most Ulta's. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. It's basically like a concealer type of primer. Mm-hmm. All right. So after your face is primed, ready to go. Um, <laughs> did we say why primer is good or do we just no, say do it? No, we said it's good. <laughs> okay. So yes. And now that you've prevented cake face, I actually, this is a big point of contention is the order <laughs> in which you do your face. I will fight you. Don't fight me. I, okay. Thank one you. thing we can agree on. Don't do eyebrows. After you prime. Can we agree on that? Yes. Don't do eyebrows right after you prime. Because you're going to put so much work into them. And then you put on your complexion products. And what if some of that gets in there? Like what if you get foundation eyebrows? Mm -hmm, Then mm -hmm. you have to redo them. It's a mess. Which is why I'm like, fight me now on this topic. Because. All right, Sylvia. I've turned to face Sylvia. (laughs) (laughs) First ever fight on this podcast is going to be about makeup. Oh, yeah, me and Eric had our first fight about Oreos earlier today. It wasn't, like, an actual fight, but, like, a very spirited debate on Oreos. Tell me about it later. Okay, yes. Anyway, now time for another dumb argument. Sylvia, what is your next step in your incorrect makeup process? After you prime, you put your eyeshadow on. Okay. Because if you get fallout which yes. you will because it's eyeshadow and that's just its natural thing yes you could just wipe it off and then you put your complexion on sounds fake but okay it's not fake it's science <laughs> where in what science book okay so you put your eyeshadow on after foundation yes i do what happens if you get fallout i fix it how with makeup, Sylvia. You, like, wipe it off. No, and I then... don't wipe it off. That's what concealer is partially for. You, you put can it also... on top of your... No. If... I don't... I don't know how you're doing your eyeshadow where there's just tons of fallout. But I, I personally don't get a lot of fallout. Mostly, what I have to worry about, and it might be because of the shape of my eyelids, is mascara. Usually, like, I'll blink and then my mascara immediately gets on the bottom of my eyes, even even if I wait. So, yeah, usually I don't, me personally, as a human being, I don't get a lot of eyeshadow fallout. So I do eyeshadow after my complexion products. Tell us on social media, which order do you do it? (laughs) And we'll tell you why you're wrong. All right, maybe this is why, because I use a lot of really dark colors. You know, the the browns, the taupes, the blacks. I mean, me too. (laughs) <laughs> well duh we're both <laughs> yeah but um so it'll get on my cheek and uh-huh. then let's say i get like a napkin to just like wipe it off yes then you get black streaks am i expected to put foundation on top of that you can to cover it up or i can get a wipey wipe it off well then you're wasting makeup wipes i don't and, which I don't, are currency i don't use makeup wipes you want to know why Actually, two reasons that, and then I'm trying to be less wasteful. That's fair. But that was the first reason. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I'm not alone in this. I see a lot of people on the internet who are eyeshadow first. Yes. Um, I feel like there should be, like, an alignment chart for this. So it's, like, <laughs> chaotic good, 
is like I think chaotic evil is putting your eyeshadow on after foundation. How's that chaotic evil? <laughs> no, 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 no. We established <laughs> it works for some people. I still think it's better than doing your eyebrows first after priming. All right, that we can agree that, with. That's, that's chaotic evil. Because you're going to mess that up immediately. Unless you're like a surgeon with your makeup, you're going to get some foundation in your eyebrows. Yeah. Okay. In my order. All right. After eyeshadow. Oh, okay. So we're oh, just talking wait, about wait. eyeshadow now. or Yeah, we're talking. Okay. I so, forgot we uh, had to make this goth again, so I put like color recommendations. Okay. So let's uh let's wind back a little bit now that you've seen this vicious fight between us. Our first fight in years. Yes. Let's wait, when was the last time we fought? When we divorced. We didn't fight. Oh yeah, it just kinda happened. <laughs> People are gonna be like, Oh, they were married? Well, let's leave it a secret. <laughs> no, we weren't married. But anyway. Eyeshadow. Despite what I just said for the last few minutes. I do really love eyeshadow. Just not in that order. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm one of those people who has more eyeshadow than I need. Oh yeah, definitely. I love buying palettes. Oh, I, so I love palettes so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I could recommend a specific palette for people who are interested in doing goth makeup, but the only one coming to my mind mm -hmm. Is actually a limited edition by Wet n Wild, so mm -hmm. it's not available anymore. Yeah, Wet n Wild, they usually have really good palettes for mm -hmm. gothier looks. So in the past, they're very goth friendly, actually. Oh yeah, which is good. So they've done like what was it? What was they done the they did the rose collection, which was very like gothic rose. They did the sort of like pastel goth, sparkly one, which also they literally had... had a pastel goth. Yeah, that was really cool. What was it called hollow goth? It was hollow goth. That's okay, it. I was trying it. to remember the name, but I was like, that's not right. That's not correct. They That line was really good. Mm -hmm. um, I remember hunting down that um, highlighter because it the, would sell out in seconds. The loose one? No, the um, purple one. Oh, okay. They had a loose... Well, we'll talk about it in, in the highlighter section, but anyway. Um, yeah, Wet n Wild's really good. NYX eyeshadows are pretty good, too. Um, mm -hmm. Pretty cheap. Urban Decay has pretty good eyeshadows and, like, that's a variety of color. They're, like, considered one of the two goth brands in Sephora. Yeah. And we'll get more into that later. Uh, who else has good eyeshadow? Ooh, I actually got one of their palettes for Christmas. I'm really excited to try it out. Who, Urban Decay? Yeah. Oh, I nice. forgot the name of it, but I was um, very excited. Um, I don't think I've been disappointed by any luxury brand eyeshadow. Yes. Honestly. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah, it does become a money thing where... Yeah. Sometimes you do need to spend the money to get a better product. Look up dupes first. Yeah. Don't invest yet. Look oh, up yeah. dupes. Yeah. Big, big, like, asterisk on all this. Always check for dupes for anything that catches your eye. Mm -hmm. So the palette I was mentioning, that is, was limited edition, unfortunately. Yeah. It's a three shade palette. Mm -hmm. And it is black, white. And red. That's all you need. Was That's... it a matte red? Yes. Those are like... And it's like yeah. blue red, you know? Ooh, yeah. It's not like maroon or a brown or a pinky red. No, it is red. Yeah. And matte red, from what I understand, is very hard to formulate. Mm-hmm. So those are as good as gold when they, you know, when they're good. Because some people have made some trash matte reds before. Yeah. Um, 
I know you have like not the best impression of them, but Sugar Pill, they're known for their eyeshadows. I personally like them. I haven't been disappointed with their products. Anastasia Beverly Hills, I also really like their eyeshadow palettes. Mm-hmm. Um, which one do I have? I have the Norvina one. Oh, love it. I'm jealous. I got the dupe of that. I hate it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and I was like, some people didn't like that eyeshadow palette because like the signature purple and it kind of looked weird on them. But I, I love it. It's good for like any like dark smoky look. It's good for more pastel goth looks. Like there's something mm-hmm. for every occasion. Oh, that's another thing we could recommend. Any pretty much smoky palette. Yes. Is very goth friendly. Yes. Those are really good. Um... I, I used to really like ColourPop's palettes. I haven't gotten any of the new ones, but I still like their eyeshadows. Mm-hmm. I have the My Little Pony one. I love it. I haven't used their eyeshadows in years. Um, all right, next on the eyes, we have eyeliner. All right. As the queen of eyeliner, <laughs> what you. say you? <laughs> so, eyeliner comes in typically three, four forms, which is liquid, crayon or pencil, gel, yeah. pajama. If you're going... Liquid is probably the most popular one, the one you'll see the most memes about, Mm because people are afraid of it. Yeah. Um, If you're a beginner, I highly recommend get a pen. Mm -hmm. A highlighter pen. A highlighter pen. (laughs) Get a eyeliner pen. It makes it so much easier. Mm -hmm. There's a gajillion tutorials online to learn how to do eyeliner. I don't think I'll be able to do it with voice. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Makeup. ASMR. Um, Brands... I actually don't have a pen that I favor right now because mm-hmm. my favorite pen that I swore by changed formulations and now it's awful. Oh yeah, I remember. That was a dark day. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but right now for liquid, I use the NYX matte yes. eyeliner. Yes. I also use one of NYX's liquid liners. That does not come off. Yes, that stuff will stay on your face forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Until mm-hmm. the end of time. Um... Crayon or pencils, they're really good for, like, smudging or smoking out your eyeliner. Mm-hmm. They're also pretty beginner-friendly. I would recommend to go a little higher quality because cheaper ones can mm-hmm. pull and tug at your eyelid. Yes, I do. I know you typically like doing a wing. Um, I like doing, like, really dark under eyes because I love looking tired. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I typically use pencils on my waterline area. I forgot to completely say waterline when I was saying that. Yeah. That's okay. Um, You can't put liquid on your waterline. Yes, do not do that. It can possibly get into your eye and that will not be fun. I don't like crayon or pencil on top because it doesn't give me that sharp, harsh edge. Yeah. Not even like wing lines, just like all edges. Mm -hmm. If you want the best of both worlds, gel eyeliner. Mm -hmm. And you will apply it with like an with like a paintbrush, I use a paintbrush. I use it from the craft store. Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, they're basically makeup brushes. So, yeah. <laughs> you activate it with a little bit of activator. I use eye drops. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get too fancy. Uh-huh. Um, also, cake eyeliner is basically the same thing where What's... you activate it. Oh, so like when it's in like a little smudge pot type yeah. thing. Okay. And you apply it. This can be used on top of your lid as well as on the waterline. Mm-hmm. So if you if you're minimalistic, that's a good idea. Uh, Kajal eyeliner. I've seen a lot of people say that it's actually a cultural thing, uh-huh. which is why a lot of makeup brands don't sell them. Uh huh. So, I when I had one, I loved it. I 
definitely got one in Ipsy, and I remember it being good, but I, I did not know it was a cultural thing. I didn't know either, but when I had it, I loved it. It's mm-hmm. perfect for, like, nice, bold eyeliner. Yes. Eyeliner is a huge thing in the, I feel like, in the goth makeup. Yes. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows the famous trad goth eyeliner, where mm. you just have big, swooping, just points everywhere. I love it. If you're going to do that type of makeup, I would highly recommend looking to um, more like an eyeliner marker. Mm-hmm. They do sell them. Yes. I, I do have one from um, She Who Shan't Be Named right now. Uh, yeah. I have one from Elf, and I know NYX has some. Yeah. NYX, I think they have, what are they called, jumbo pencils or something like that? I'm not talking about, no, it's like a liquid one, and it's like a legit marker. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I know NYX also has pencils that are huge. Mm-hmm. They're basically, well, they're kind of more gel-like yeah. in quality. And you can use that. It's not perfectly, like, pointed, but if you want to go for a more smudgy look, I would recommend it. And if you want to get a more pointed look, use more than one eyeliner type. Oh, yeah. No, I do that all the time. Yeah. Whenever I do, like, big graphic eyeliner... I always kind of, like, sketch it out a little bit with mm-hmm. a light eyeliner and then go from there. So those are our recommendations. Yes. A lot of trials and tribulations, yes. too. Many heartbreaks were happened finding the right oh. eyeliner. I'm not kidding when I said it was a devastating day when my favorite eyeliner changed formulation. It sucked. That eyeliner was, like, $3. It was an actual brush. It wasn't a felt tip. It was brush. Oh, I can't. I'm still I'm not over it. <laughs> She's not over it. All right. Mascara. Yes. That's mascara. Really? You can use any mascara? Yeah. I feel like they're all kind of the same after a while. Some are definitely worse than others, I feel. But I I personally wouldn't spend money on a luxury one because most of the time, drugstore is fine. My favorite mascara is $4. Which one is it? It's from Essence. It's the oh, Princess yeah. Lash. The Essence, I think BuzzFeed yeah. caught on. Yeah. <laughs> Someone made, like, an article, and it blew up. So, yes. Um, I also do really like the Essence one. Can you not? Thank you. The one that everyone will swear up and down about is Better Than Sex by Too Faced. That smudges on me. I hear the complete opposite. I hear people talk about Rollerball or they're real. Really? I feel like everyone hated uh, Better Than Sex. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. I I mean, I heard a lot of like beauty gurus at the time recommending it. I got a trial size. It was very disappointing. I don't know if it was because I was oily or what, but it just every time it smudged on me. Yeah, mascara, you don't really need to go high-end with. Yeah. Um, there's different types of course there is lengthening volumizing depends on what you're going for Mm -hmm. i think a general rule is that waterproof will hold a curl better because it's got waxes in it Mm -hmm. um i've seen now that they started making different mascaras for your top and bottom lashes that's that's a scam that is a straight up scam don't fall for that don't do that (laughs) you can use mascara you can use mascara for your brows if you want i do that (laughs) Yeah. Um, don't do that if you your brows are a different color, though, because then it, it won't really work. Yeah. <laughs> but I want black brows, so yeah. <laughs> use mascara. Uh, Alright. Also, lashes. Eyelashes. 
I love our friendship. Me too. I don't wear lashes. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, mm-hmm. but I also wear magnetic lashes because yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> it's very difficult. I've only ever done lashes for, like, costumes mm-hmm. and more, like, really, really theatrical looks. Yeah, it's for when you want to go boom. Yeah. And even then, they were, like, ridiculous lashes because mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm not putting on things that are, that are just going to look like regular eyelashes because it's too hard for me. I've seen people make, like, paper lashes for their, like, intense goth looks. Interesting. And I'm like, that looks good on you. Yeah. That, it sounds like work, though, so I don't know how I feel about that. Um, do you have a particular brand that you like? No, because I don't... <laughs> we said use magnetic ones. Where, where yeah, you I'm get using them a magnet. I'm using... Right now, my favorite one is the Eyelore one. Mm-hmm. I also like it because they made their own magnetic eyeliner. Uh-huh. And I also like it because it's, like, super dramatic and bold. There's, like, an Instagram picture of me wearing it where I'm like, I'm trying lashes for the first time and I don't know how to act. <laughs> no, they look really good on you. It's just, I just, I don't understand it at all. <laughs> They're not that heavy. Face magic. <laughs> yeah, no. Some lashes, you're just like, how are you still keeping your eyes open? Oh, I can't. They're so dramatic. I was embarrassed once when we were at Applebee's and I was taking them off and putting them back in the case. Because they're magnetic. You reuse them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the lady was like, oh, okay, saving our lashes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> All right. Now in the correct order, when you're done with your eyes. I'm going to fight you. Foundation. No. Oh, wait. Do you do foundation first or concealer first? I do foundation. No. No. I do concealer first. Okay, we could agree on that. Yeah. Conceal first. Because originally the only concealer I had was one that I got in Ipsy and it wasn't a perfect match for me. It was Mm. like a little bit off. So I put that underneath first and then I started, then I did foundation. So that's just how Mm. I do it now. I have a very hard time with concealers. Uh I still have not found the perfect one because one, I'm pale. Yeah. And two, my under eyes are like black. (laughs) I mean, they look fine now. Thank you. But I still feel like I look... T- I feel like I look like I need to put concealer on. You don't. <laughs> Thank you. I've, I'm very... They're very dark. In my honest opinion, I have very dark under eyes. But... All right, so I guess we'll do concealer first because we're already on that. Yeah. <laughs> so you can have more than one concealer. And honestly, you probably should because chances are your under eye area... Mm-hmm. Is going to be a different concern from, like, if you want to cover up, like, a pimple. Yes. So, definitely plan out your concealers. Some people, I think we mentioned this before, do the brightening trick where they get a light concealer and then they put that on their foundation and Mm -hmm. blend it inward to the foundation to make it brighter. I don't like that personally because I feel like it can go wrong. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like that's more, like photo shoot makeup mm-hmm. like you really need to know what you're doing with that or else it just kind of looks weird yeah i've seen people do it many times where they just put concealer on they don't have a foundation on that was me in high school so <laughs> yeah they'll do a brightening concealer so and they don't blend it properly so they'll just have like little like those football things under their eyes that was me in high school <laughs> i don't remember you looking like that though also i feel like under eye concerns is the First thing when it comes to concealer. Uh-huh. Um, everyone's under eyes are different too. Like, yeah. I don't have puffy under eyes. So yeah. that's a problem I don't have. You don't want a brightening concealer if you have puffy under eyes. Yeah. 
I don't know how to describe my under eye area. I don't stare at it too often. You don't have one. What do you mean I don't have an under eye area? <laughs> so Sylvia, there's naturally going to be space underneath my eyes. But I mean, you don't have like a sunken in or puffy area. Or yeah. it's not even darker, really. So, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about foundation. Oh, wait, we didn't say our concealer recommendations. Because I still haven't found a perfect one. Oh, okay. Um, I... <laughs> use what do i use i used one from smashbox that one i got for free in ipsy i liked it um and then when that one ran out i started using what is it radiant creamy from nars good stuff i'm probably gonna have to bite the bullet and get a high-end concealer i have the one from can't be named and it's like okay but it's like really thick i mean that is her makeup in a nutshell now that i'm like starting to show signs of aging a little bit mm -hmm. i like i'm wearing it today and i think you could see like how it's kind of going into like my creases a little bit kind of yeah yeah it's not cute my i mean makeup today is a disaster you can only really see it when you get all up in your face so i wouldn't be too worried about it okay all right foundation foundation just like all the other makeups. It comes in many forms. Liquid, cream, mousse, and powder. When you are finding a foundation to match your skin tone, mm -hmm. um, match it by swatching it from the middle of your cheek mm -hmm. down to your chin. Yes. Do not match it to the back of your hand like a lipstick. That will not help you. Your hand is nope. not your face. That's another debate between um, people talk about. Do you match foundation to your face or mm. to your like your body yes like your skin yeah i know some people do it to their hand which no don't do that some people do it to their chest so i that's more of like a photo shoot thing though for what i've seen so that your mm -hmm. skin tone looks even across your body well i've seen some people where their skin tone and then mm -hmm. their face skin tone yeah. are pretty noticeably different yeah no i mean everyone is like that to a degree with some people, it's definitely more dramatic, though. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm someone who doesn't believe in having seasonal foundation. Yeah. So when summer does come and I do do get a little tan, uh -huh. my face still looks paper white, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not getting a darker foundation. Yeah, it's like I only have so much money. I'm not gonna get all my favorite foundations in a different shade because my skin color changes. Yeah, I'm like, nope, sun happened. That's not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> Another reason why I try to wear sunscreen and avoid the sun, because I don't want to buy more foundation. Yes. First world problems. Yeah. All right. I feel like the type of, um, the type of foundation you pick also has to do with what kind of skin you have. Yes. Like, I cannot wear powder. I, I feel like powder works really well for me. Yeah, because you're oily. Yeah, because I'm oily, powder, like, absorbs the oil and makes me look less like a fountain <laughs> and i'm dry so powder just like attaches to every mm -hmm. cell um also oh. i wanted to go back real quick because i just saw the new don't match foundation if you're already wearing foundation yeah no that's not gonna go gel. to the makeup yeah. store with a bare face yes always don't try to impress anyone at sephora with a face full of makeup if you're looking to get a foundation just go in blank-faced and, you know, you'll find your way. Yeah. 
Trust me, don't do it. Yes. I worked at the makeup counter over Christmas. And when women came in like that, I'd be like, okay, well, the first step is I have to take off your makeup. (laughs) So don't do that. When it comes to formulations of foundation, foundation, I feel like, is one of those things that you definitely have to try. Yeah. You have to just try everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Like swatch it if you can. Don't be one of those people that goes to the drugstore and opens things. Oh, don't do that. Do not swatch things from the drugstore. I hate when people do that because mm-hmm. they don't have testers. You're just straight up using the product, and then someone's gonna have to buy that. Yeah, that's one of the reasons drugstore is cheaper is because yeah. there's no testers. It's yeah. like a gamble. And well, at least here in Jersey, I think it's the U.S., but mm-hmm. you can return opened makeup. If you have yeah. a receipt. I think that's fair. Because you never know. You know, you see something and then it's like, oh, wait, someone already used this lipstick. Mm-hmm. I or don't if you're want like, this. oh, yeah. this foundation doesn't match me. Yeah. I'm going to return it. Yeah. You can do that. Hooray. I pretty much exclusively use beauty blenders. Mm-hmm. Well, for blending everything in. Well, not beauty blenders, like the, the knockoff. Yes. I am paying $20 for a sponge. Yes. Um... Life hack. All makeup sponges are basically the same. Disagree, but okay. Well, it's similar material. Like, some of them are very cheap and are way worse. But you cannot tell me that Real Techniques' sponges are not the same darn thing as the Beauty Blender. Remember when I had that one girl on my Facebook post talk bad about it? Mm -hmm. And she was like, once when I was, like, poor and in a pinch, I bought the Real Techniques sponge and it was awful. And I'm like, first of all, when you were pouring in a pinch, you bought a makeup sponge. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not what you do. If you're literally, quote unquote, in a pinch, you get those disposable ones that are 99 cents. Yeah, you you use that one that's, like, packaged in with your cheap foundation. Yeah, Which is exactly. what I used to do when I was a baby. <laughs> I still, for a powder foundation, if my skin is behaving well that day, uh-huh. I am going to wear a powder foundation. Mm-hmm. I use the sponge that comes with it, because mm-hmm. that applies it better. But real techniques. Just do that one. Yes. Do not get the elf sponge. With the put. What was the one that everyone was like freaking out about? Was that the elf sponge? What? I don't remember. I know was Elf it? made like a beauty blender, and it's. Oh. I've heard it's terrible. Not the Elf beauty blender. There was the like silicone sponge. Yeah, everyone was like freaking out about silicone sponges for a while. Those are bad too. Yeah, it's like. That's another thing. Like, don't listen to to uh, trends. Don't follow trends. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're worth it, but a lot of times people are just pushing gimmicky stuff, you know, to get attention, <clears throat> views, whatever platform they're on. Have you heard about the new microfiber sponge? No, I haven't. Please tell me about the microfiber sponge. That's it. It's a sponge made of microfiber. Apparently it's supposed to be, like, amazing. Wow. I'm still gonna use my real techniques. I'm not buying anything. <laughs> I know you only use um, uh, sponges, but I do like brushes. Oh, I have them. I just <laughs> when it comes to like complexion products, I I just use my beauty blender. Mm-hmm. Like it, I just say beauty blender. It's yeah. real techniques. It's it's all the same thing. But yeah, I feel like for me personally, brushes can help where these sponges can't reach, because with the sponges, you're basically patting it into your face. So sometimes I'll do that and then take a bigger brush and just smoothen it out further. Or sometimes I'll just use the brush and then I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. 
Brushes are good for, like, powder. Yes. Powder products. Use brush. Which, setting powder, I said it before, I don't use it anymore. Mm -hmm. I use it. (laughs) Go ahead and talk about it. So let me tell you about setting powder. It does exactly what it says. It sets your face. So you generally want to use it after your complexion products and not before you put any of, like, the bells and whistles on your face. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't put it on your eyes. Don't do that. (laughs) But, um, yeah. There's different kinds. There's translucent powders. There's ones that match your skin tone better. Um, I know for a while, people, there was, like, only banana powder, which is, like, this awful yellow. And people are like, hey, that's not my skin tone. I, myself, like using a translucent powder. When, um, sometimes I'm trying to go faux glam and my skin's mm-hmm. behaving, uh-huh. I'll use powder foundation. <laughs> Setting powder. And it's funny because when I was in high school and I saw people doing that, I'm like, that's excessive. And mm-hmm. now I'm, as I do that, I just quote Willem where I'm like, it's full coverage. <laughs> Insert curse word here that I'm not going to say. <laughs> But, um, yes, uh, setting powder saves my life as an oily person because it can, um, slow down the process, at least for (laughs) me, of my face slowly falling apart. Because no matter what happens, it's gonna happen at the end of the day. I don't care what anyone says, unless you're putting, like, cement on your face, there's nothing that can stop the oil. (laughs) There's nothing that can stop the flood. Well, if you're like me, and you're dry... Setting spray is your go-to. Yes. I also use setting spray sometimes. I use the NYX one. Yeah, me because too. Because it's, it's an amazing product. It's the only setting spray I have found. It's the only setting spray. It's the only one. Yeah. I've, like, looked into others. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's a good thing that NYX's setting spray is <laughs> amazing. Yeah. No, it's, it's really good. When I was at I the makeup counter, I tried to get the all-nighter from Urban Decay. Uh-huh. Because... Uh, have a discount but yeah. um yeah there's fragrance in the setting spray yep why uh, i know some of them do have alcohol so be careful with that yeah that too um yeah uh you generally stay away from alcohol and products too yeah that's drying and burns yes it can very much damage your skin use it for when you have cuts and scrapes but not when you're doing your makeup yeah nope Definitely, everybody set prime your face and yes. set your face. Yes. If you want this to last, you need to do two those two things. If you're going to the goth club to rock out, you better prime and you better set. Do not let me find you in there with unprimed and unset makeup. <laughs> we will call your mom. <laughs> you're going to call your parents. Yes. And that's going to tell them what you did and they're going to ground you. <laughs> And you can't talk to your goth friends anymore. I'm going to take away your PlayStation. I'm going to take away your Count Dracula cereal. <laughs> next. All right. Next up. My favorite step. Next to, hi- next to eyeliner. Highlight. I love highlighter. I remember when I first discovered what highlighter was. I was like, that's stupid. Why yep. would you highlight your face? And now and then I'm I just learned. like... How much can I put on before I'm a light bulb? <laughs> Why stop there? Why not become the light bulb? 
Jenna Marbles highlighter challenge video. That's me every morning. That's dangerous. Don't put actual highlighter on your face. Don't tell me what to do. Don't put highlighter markers on your face, Sylvia. Okay. Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. Okay, so highlight is a shimmery, shiny, or glittery powder, liquid, or jelly. So again, it comes in different forms. It just depends on how you've laid the foundation of your face. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. the best way to determine which one to use. Um, So generally, people will highlight their cheekbones. That's the most common one, but I've also seen brow bones, which I do sometimes. Inner corner highlight is like my favorite thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Nose. I do that sometimes. I do the nose. And then Cupid's bow, which I never do. I do the cheekbones, nose, Cupid's bow every day. I do cheekbones. I don't know uh, why I do the Cupid's bow all the time, because mm -hmm. after the second application of lipstick, it's gone. That's why I don't do it. Because I feel like as soon as you put a liquid lip on, it's gone. I don't know. It's just like habit. Now I'm like going through the... Anyway. I I get it. But um, yeah, I do uh, cheekbones. Sometimes, depending on the eyeliner look, I'll do my brow bones. And then inner corner highlight is one of my favorite things when doing eyeshadow. That was like one of the first like makeup tips I ever learned. Mm-hmm. I, I did it on Eric the other day. He wanted to uh, do some headshots for Instagram and I was like, inner corner highlight. <laughs> it's going to make your eyes pop. Um, for me, being a super pale, pale, pale person, mm-hmm. highlighters typically do not cater to us. Mm-hmm. They usually have some type of undertone, whether it's like pink, gold. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one I have found so far... Is from Becca. Mm-hmm. It's a pure white highlighter. Mm-hmm. It's called Pearl. I love it. I have like, I'm, I have one that's almost done, and then I have one like stored when it was on sale. Uh-huh. Um, the only drugstore dupe I could say is from like NYX, mm-hmm. but it was another like mm-hmm. limited edition. Yeah, and it's not even perfect. It was like a blue toned. Oh yeah, I know that one. But yeah. if you used it just right, it was fine. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I find that pink highlighters work well for me, like very subtle ones, because I don't want to look like I'm wearing blush because Lord forbid. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get into blush later. No, we won't. <laughs> we'll touch on it briefly. I like very faint pink. I also, I, I tend to go for weird colors. I really like purples. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm like that Nick, I didn't make the comment, but <laughs> that Nick's blue one. Yeah. I didn't I, mind. I was blue. I, I do like the blue ones, too. Um, I'll use very, very light golds. Because if it's a super strong one, it won't look good on me. I'm definitely more neutral to cool somewhere in mm-hmm. there. I am not warm in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, no. I'm I'm cool. I'm cool. You're cool. <laughs> Says who? My mom. <laughs> so, for highlight... I have been using a lot of ColourPop ones. I do like their highlighters. Do you want to rant about them now? or? I mean, I haven't used it in a mm-hmm. very long time. I just know when I first got it, <laughs> it was glitter. Yeah, it's basically a glittery mess, which I love. I remember you not loving it. No, I hate highlighter that's glittery. Mm-hmm. I don't like... I don't... Highlighter should be a very specific type of consistency for me. You know, Mm -hmm. it can't be glitter and it can't be, which sounds weird, shiny. You know what I mean? Mostly just glitter. It can't be micro glitters. It can't be glitter. 
You just sound like such a princess. Right Thank now. you. I'm sorry. Highlighter is my second favorite step in makeup, so... I controlled myself with eyeliner. I'm like pulling back, so I'm going to stop with highlighter. Um, what highlighters do I like? Uh, I use some of the ColourPop ones. I use the unfortunately discontinued one from Wet n Wild from their Hollow Goth collection. It was a... Oh. It's the loose gold powder. You got your hands on that one. Yeah. Lucky. I, I, like, scoured the earth for that thing. It's very nice. They made, um... They're making loose highlighter powders now. I do like those. Which uh, I feel like are supposed to be dupes. Well, not dupes because it's their stuff. Yeah. But dupes <laughs> of stuff they already made. Repackaged is yeah. the word I mean. Mm-hmm. And you can use eyeshadow as a highlighter if you find something you like. You oh, yeah. You don't necessarily have to go out and buy a highlighter just for a highlighter. And you can use highlighter as eyeshadow, too. Yep, Absolutely. See, it's like some things you can switch them around like that, but others we'll talk about later. You can't do that. <laughs> anyway. Next we have contour. I've contoured once in my whole life. I try it once in a while and I feel like it never looks very good. Gosh. Remember when like contouring exploded? Oh my god. It like, became excessive. Yeah. Contouring wasn't invented recently. But I remember when, like, people started discovering beauty YouTubers and the, mm-hmm. they started getting really big. It was just like, contour, contour, contour. I tried it once. Um, my mom actually got me a contour kit for Christmas. Uh, it did not look good on me. The only part I really got right was my nose. My nose definitely looked different, but it wasn't to the point where I was like, I should do this more often. Mm-hmm. I have a very round face and, like, mm-hmm. a natural double chin. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I really want to get contouring right. But whenever I do it, I feel like I have dirt on my face and a beard. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt, too. I was just like, why does my skin look so discolored now? But remember when I, one time I did it and it was like, oh, this this kind of looks okay. You got or, it right. I It looked okay. It was good enough where I felt okay to leave a house. And I felt like it looked pretty good. I was like, ooh, cheekbones. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's the funniest thing in the world now to see, like, 80s goth makeup where they just have, like, a stripe. And yeah. it's not blended. Like, that was all of... All of 80s makeup did that. Mm-hmm. Where it's just, like, a unblended stripe of contour or blush or whatever. And it's like, oh, nowadays, forget about it. You would get massacred for doing that. Yeah. So contouring <laughs> is another step that's really big in goth makeup. Mm-hmm. Um... If you're pale like me, it might be kind of hard to find a contour color. Um, <sighs> NYX has one. I don't remember what it was. NYX has everything. Yeah, NYX does. <laughs> it's like a cool-toned uh, brown. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I've seen yeah. some goths use gray. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I've seen people use black before. If they do, like, white foundation, they'll contour with black. That's very fascinating. Yeah. I tried to do that for Halloween. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a good way to get like very dramatic cheekbone mm-hmm. uh, action going on, which is everything we love. Yep, <laughs> I live for those cheekbones, even though I can't find mm-hmm. mine because my face is so round. Oh, they're right, they're right there. 
I don't, um, I'm like my face is kind of roundish, but also kind of heart shaped. I don't know which one is correct for me. So when I was trying to learn how to contour, I like looked up both <laughs> and tried to combine them. Yeah, contouring is hard. Not gonna lie. Yeah, for me, it either disappears or it's so barely noticeable. I might as well not have done it. I think the only advice I have for this is um, just make sure it's not shimmery. Make sure it's matte. Yes. Why would you shimmer contour? Some people did. I don't understand. I don't understand makeup. Alright, now the one thing that we don't use. <laughs> Blush. Yeah. I, I don't see a lot of beauty YouTubers using blush either. I see some. I think it is falling out of fashion. Yeah. So blush is to uh, give yourself a natural flushed look. So you add color to your face. Yeah. I only use it when I'm sick and I have to wear makeup. Like, I'm yeah. not even, like, trying to be, like, jokey. Yeah. Like, I have a job interview and I'm, like, sick, so mm -hmm. I'm extra pale. Uh-huh. Extra pale. Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> that's, like, the only time I use blush, too, is when I'm doing a job interview, so I look more alive and not dead. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll use blushes as eyeshadows if I'm doing mm -hmm. more of a pinky look. I have, like, I have three blushes. One that's more reasonable. Mm-hmm. One that's like, this is what I'll wear to a job interview. And then oh. I have one for cosplay, <laughs> which is a bit more intense. Yeah. I have this blush that I love that has like flecks of gold in it. So it's like a blush slash highlighter. Is it NARS? Is it? I think so. Yes. No. I know NARS. Uh, other than that, yeah, I don't really use blush. I don't think goths use blush. <laughs> Fun fact, back in the old day, they just pricked your finger and put uh, blood on your face to get that look. I feel like I've heard that before. Uh -huh. Don't do that. Yeah, don't. If you just go get some blush. That was also one of the reasons why I canceled my subscription to Ipsy was because they kept giving me blush blushes, even though I said I didn't want blush. That was me with lip gloss <laughs> and fragrances. I once got a whole box of like perfume, and I was so mad. Here you go. <laughs> I'm like, oh great, a box of allergies. <laughs> Isn't this what you wanted? <laughs> All right, last. Our favorite, very, very favorite, the favorite. Lips, 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 lips. All right. So I think this might be my favorite step. It's definitely like my third favorite. <laughs> Such high praise. First, you want to, just like your face, exfoliate your lips if they're dry. Mine are very dry right now. I'm mm -hmm. picking at them, which is bad. Don't do that. Yeah. I, I constantly bite the skin off my lips. Mm -hmm. uh, don't do that. Next, lip balms. Avoid, quote unquote, tasty yeah. lip balms. If you get them from Claire's and they're shaped like a soda, they're probably not really doing anything. <laughs> Stick to neutral stuff. Chapstick moisture one. Oh, yeah. Burt's Bees. I love Burt's Bees. I'm allergic to both of those. <laughs> I wish I was kidding. I'm sorry. I had to special order my lip balm off Amazon because it's not even sold in stores. Great. <laughs> my life's great, guys. Don't use sugary stuff. No. All right. Next, lip liner. Do I don't... people still use lip liner? No. What moms are you talking to right now? <laughs> I feel like that's a step that I should be taking, but I never do. Yeah. I mean, lip liner, allegedly it helps. I heard it stops feathering. So when your lipstick kind of like fades into your 
skin, like mm-hmm. it starts like seeping in. It's supposed to stop that. Somehow it's supposed to stop your lipstick from transferring, which I don't understand no, how that... No, fake news. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I don't know what that person was on, but no. And it's also good if you want to, like, change the shape of your lips a little bit. Like, I, if you want to correct it or make them bigger. That I understand. Um, I don't use lip liner. I don't know how to make my lips look bigger. There, there's a way. Don't do it the Kylie Jenner way. Oh no, that's that, dangerous. Yeah, that will ruin the elasticity of your face and make you wrinkly. Fun fact: they and pop blood vessels yeah. and cause bruising. Yeah, they didn't tell you any of that. It's just like haha, funny meme trend. But no, nope. no, I have like stereotypical white girl lips, which means they're non-existent. <laughs> yeah, see when you pursing your lips, that's my lips normally. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> So I'm always trying to find, like, new ways to at least give me an upper lip. Yeah. Um, some people do use lip plumpers. Sometimes it's built into a gloss or a lipstick or a balm. I don't use them. Uh, one, because I, I like the shape of my lips naturally. And two, they very much hurt because that's how they work is that they irritate mm-hmm. your lips so much that that's why they become swollen. Yeah. You know, I was actually looking into, like, lip fillers and injections until I found out that they're temporary. Yeah. You have to keep up with it. I had no idea. Yeah. I'm so, I'm, like, over them now. Yeah. (laughs) But at the time, I was like, oh, yeah, I can get, like, a little bit of lip injection, just a little to give me a lip. And then I found out, I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, you have to keep doing that? Yep. Yeah, no. I don't got that money. (laughs) Or patience or time (laughs) or energy. Any of those things. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Once you don't line your lips, yes. <laughs> once you once you throw the lip liner that your grandma got you for Christmas in the trash, then you <laughs> then you do lipstick. There's basically three forms lipstick comes in, mm-hmm. which is the stereo the not stereotypical the general tube. Yeah, it's probably what people normally picture when they think lipstick. Mm-hmm. I put tub because I didn't know how else to write like palettes of lipstick. Oh yeah. I wrote tub. Yeah, you won't see those too often anymore. Those have kind of fallen out of style. Yeah, because you can't take it with you. Yeah. Those are good for, like, makeup artists. Yeah, those are those are definitely better for makeup artists. That way they can use a brush on it more easily. Yeah. And then the holy grail, liquid Lip- lipstick. Yes, that is my favorite. I do use tube occasionally just because I really like tube, some tube lipsticks. I'm so glad they invented it because it, it is the greatest invention in the world. It is an absolute lifesaver. I used to hate lipstick until lips- liquid was invented. Yeah. So I'm sure the most f- common form that everyone's familiar with is the matte liquid lipstick. Mm-hmm. But there are other varieties and finishes. Some are more shiny, creamy, things like that. Um, I like matte. I like matte. I want all the co- all the shine to be on my face except where I put my highlight. <laughs> Sometimes I'll do a satin. Satin's nice. I do like satin. But like generally matte everything. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to be completely flat. Yep. <laughs> Except for my cheekbones. Yes. <laughs> but um yes. Matte also lasts longer. Yes. Matte lipsticks are generally more enduring of things. I've definitely eaten a burger mm-hmm. with matte liquid lipstick on and it has not moved. Uh, I can't say that about most tube lipsticks, 
because they're creamier, they're not really formulated to last as long. Yeah, I mean, you'll see a gajillion tips and tricks on the internet on how to get it to last longer. And some of them do work. Mm -hmm. But generally, if you want something that's going to last all night, you got to get a matte liquid lipstick. Yeah. Well, not necessarily even, well, some some of them, just the mattes. Others, you know, you can get away with, like, some shine. I feel like if you really wanted to go, like, the longest, longest, you need matte. Yeah, definitely. Oh. (laughs) Okay, do you want to insert your very biased opinion here? It's not biased. So under, like, the sheens in my notes, I have matte lasts longer, satin has a slight shine, glossy is the devil. I don't mind a glossy lip. I hate gloss. It does, it is weird when your hair gets into it, and it doesn't last very long, so you have to keep applying it, but I I do like the look of a gloss. Sometimes. Tune in next week for my three-hour rants on how much I hate gloss. <laughs> What's a gloss do to you? It... Poisoned my water supply, burnt down my crops, and sent a plague on my house. It did? Yes. <laughs> Liquid lipsticks now are also, like, everywhere. Yeah. I remember before when they were first starting to hit the market, it was uh-huh. only, like, luxury. Yeah. Only Anastasia. She was the only brand that had them. I, I don't remember that specifically, but... Or at least I, that was what yeah. YouTube was telling me. <laughs> I don't trust beauty YouTubers. We'll talk more about that later. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I remember when it was either tube or a gloss. And then when I found out about liquid lipstick, I was like, oh my goodness, what is this new technology? Mm-hmm. And, um, do we want to talk about some ones that we recommend? Um, yeah. ColourPop. ColourPop. I haven't tried any of their new stuff, but I am... Me neither. (laughs) But I mean, have they really changed? I don't know. They have gotten a little bit more expensive, but they're like, what, $6.50 now? I think they're 7 or 8 which is still cheap. cheap. Yeah. Um, Sephora's Collection. Oh my god, do not sleep on Sephora's Collection. Sephora's Liquid Lipstick Collection is so slept on. Here's probably why. It's not called liquid lipstick. Uh-huh. It's called a cream stain. Yeah, I think that's why people are like, it just, it, it probably is just like a faint color, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's liquid lipstick. Yeah, honestly, I think they've, they have my favorite black lipstick that I've tried. Oh, I need to try theirs. They have my favorite purple and red. Mm-hmm. I've tried some of their reds, I think. Um, um, she who shall not be named. You know who? It's now KVD Beauty, yes. so it's okay now. Yes, no, she doesn't own it anymore, so we can buy again. It's okay. Mm-hmm. They, I always felt bad because, you know, I never wanted to support her, but mm-hmm. gosh darn, is that the best liquid lipstick yeah, on the market? It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> it's, it deserves all the hype that it gets. It's, it's really worth it, yeah. guys. And I do like their selection of colors, too. Until she got rid of Damned. I, I still can't believe that, but how? whatever. How? How? You know what? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add this to my rant about gloss. I won't get into it. Be strong. I have, like, three colors from her. Mm-hmm. I, I have a lot. I think I have, like, five or six. Well, now I'm going to get more. Because... Yeah. Now that she's not profiting off of this, I'm going to mm-hmm. buy a ton. If... I have Yeah. Damned, Sanctuary, and Witches. What do I have? I have 
don't remember what the name of the blue one was. I have that. I have... Just say the colors. I don't... Yeah. I have three, so that's why I knew the color names. Yeah. I used to know them. I have a very bright red. I have a very, um... I think it's called Double Dare. It's nude on me. Mm-hmm. It's like a pink, pinky, beige-ish, beige-ish, beige-ish thing. Um, I definitely have more, and of course I'm blanking now. That's okay. I had like a trial size of Damned, and I really liked it. Oh, it's so... <laughs> no, it's a terrible color. Get rid of it. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> let's, let's move on. <laughs> a good general quote-unquote goth colors are obviously the very typical black do not put eyeliner on your lips yeah don't listen to those i mean beauty youtubers now don't do that but back in like the early 2000s they were just putting black eyeliner on their lips don't do that like back in the day before like people actually narrated their Mm -hmm. get ready with me's it was just like them like doing it and then there was like text added it's like now put eyeliner on lips no. Don't do that. Another big no-no that I want to talk about, because it's something I hate, do not use liquid lipstick as an eyeshadow. Yeah. I don't care what- I'm sorry. I know you're really into this. Okay. Just go. I was just gonna say, I, I don't care what your favorite beauty YouTuber said. That's really dangerous. Especially people- I, I hate when people use it to smoke out their waterline, too. Because, no, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, because that, if that gets in your eyes, that's not formulated to be eye safe. It's formulated to be safe in your lip area. It's okay if you ingest a little bit of it, but your eyes are much more sensitive than your digestive tract. So you can get a massive infection. You can go blind. You can go blind. Some lips, I heard somewhere that they said never put red lipstick on your eyes uh-huh. because something within the red pigment uh-huh. can make you go blind. Yeah. I just, I, I hate that so many beauty YouTubers don't take the responsibility of saying, hey, this is really dangerous what I'm doing, don't do it. Yeah. Because then a bunch of people copy them, and, like, they're gonna get all these health problems and be like, oh, you know, I didn't know. It's not fair. Yeah, don't. Don't do that. If it's meant for your lips, don't put it on your eyes. Yes. No. Usually makeup can be interchanged and you could put something else somewhere else. Yeah. Like, it's not unsafe to put eyeliner on your lips it's Mm -hmm. just not a good idea yeah i I feel like it doesn't work out quite as well as actual lip products yeah i've done that like once it's (laughs) so drying yeah it's like of course like i was saying before with uh highlighter and eyeshadow and uh blush you can all use those interchangeably you can even use lipstick as blush yeah you can as long as it's not going in your eyes yeah so so that's be safe. Yeah, that's my two cents about that. That's something that really mm-hmm. irks me. I know. I remember I brought that up with you once, and we had like an hour long, angry conversation yeah. about. I just like throw the mug on the ground, except I wouldn't because Don't I love this dare. mug. Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you about when I was younger? I had a pencil from Hot Topic, uh-huh. and it was supposed to be an eye and lip pencil. No. Yeah. No. I had a black and red one. No. And they were advertised to be used on both. Hot topic. What are you doing? And I did not know any better at the time, so I actually did. I only wore it on my eyes once. That's so irresponsible, though. Yeah. Also, like, 
Hot Topics makeup isn't really yeah up there. Yeah, I just feel like it's like asbestos filled, like whatever didn't get sold at Dollar Tree mm-hmm. ends up at Hot Topic. Same with like Claire's makeup too. I think there's like actually isn't there like a lawsuit going on or something? Yeah, because JoJo Siwa's uh, makeup line that was sold at Claire's tested positive for asbestos. Oh, good, good, yes. good. Yeah, guys, we're giving you like options to be like cheaper, but uh-huh. buying from Hot Topic isn't even cheaper. Go to the drugstore. Yes, because they they have like you know semi luxury prices for trash. Yeah. Um. Back real quick to the lipsticks. Yes. The typical colors for the goth uniform. The goth uniform. (laughs) Black, blood red, which might vary depending on skin tones. Mm -hmm. Um, like nude colors, quote unquote. Uh Typically ones that are darker. Like, I Mm -hmm. love brown lipstick. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing back that 90s look. Uh, dark purples. Those are very mm. hard to find good ones. I was gonna say, I was gonna lump them together in, like, wild category. Okay. I, I live in the wild category when yeah. I'm not in blacks and reds. I love purple. I, um, <laughs> I was lucky enough to go to the, uh, White Lip Lab. Was it last Christmas? Last Christmas. <laughs> no. <laughs> and you also got their Gemini. No, you didn't. I didn't, because their Gemini one's ugly. Which one did you get? I I have some of their, like, normal colors. Oh. I wanted to get Aquarius. The oh, Aquarius yeah. one was pretty. It was their, so pretty. Their Gemini one was trash. They just split it in half, and, like, it was half red, half, what, nude? Yeah, it was gross. Yeah, it's, like, it's nude for, like, one person, and then, like, a not-great red. And it's, like, how am I supposed to use this? Do I just blend it on my lips as I... I have feelings. As a Gemini, I'm offended. <laughs> but, um, Yeah. I went to the butt lip lab, and one of the things I formulated for myself was a dark teal lipstick, and that's one of my favorite lipsticks that I own. I want to go to the lab. Um, my lipsticks are organized in four categories mm-hmm. in my arsenal. Uh-huh. Purples? Yes. Reds? Uh-huh. Um, job interview slash cosplay, which is where the pinks are. <laughs> that's where the pinks are banished to. <laughs> It's literally in the back of the drawer where I don't even see them because they're so far back there. And then the third one, because I don't have room to make separate categories, Mm -hmm. is my, I call it like the neutral, Mm -hmm. but that's where also I put like the grays, the blacks, and the blues. Yeah. Ooh, grays are pretty too. Oh, I love gray lipstick. It's all nice. Uh, Going back to brands, I I know, again, you haven't had the best experiences with them, but I really like Sugar Pills liquid lipsticks too. Yeah, I don't know. I think my entire order was just a bad batch because the liquid lipstick wasn't good. The eyeshadows I'm disappointed with, with the amount that I paid for it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of upset I didn't return it all. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just my body chemistry. It maybe. doesn't like sugar pill. But yeah, I will unfortunately not. I probably am not going to give them another chance. That's fair. They are a luxury brand and also they don't sell in most stores. They sell in some Ulta's. They have a... Very few of their products. And then in Riley Roses, which we don't really have around here. So yeah. you just kind of have to take a leap of faith. I remember I was so excited to try it too. Because when I was a baby bat, that was like the one brand I yeah. saw pop up a lot. Yeah. No, it's like everyone loves Sugar Pill. It's like I see it a lot in cosplay. I see it a lot with 
goths and I really any sort of uh, fashion subculture mm-hmm. for where you have a lot of dramatic or over the top looks, people will be ranting and raving about Sugar Pill. Yeah. I should have just returned it. I'm sorry. I think I kept it because I wanted it to, like, work. Yeah. All right. I'd love to keep talking about this, but this is already getting way too long. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much of this episode is actually going to make the final cut, but we're at almost three hours right now. Yeah. So, for the sake of everyone listening, let's just make this a two-parter. Yeah. I can't say I'm surprised. We yeah. We held back a lot, too. Yeah. I think, like, we joked earlier... That, you know, this was going to take three days to listen to. And, um, like, we're, we're getting there. So <laughs> let's put a pause on that. You know how to make your face now. Yeah, we you got the general ideas. Yes. And next week we'll be getting into some brands we stands and other ones that we despise with a burning passion. I love that brands we stands. <laughs> Trademark. All right. Here's my scripted spiel. Well, that's it for today, guys. Don't forget to subscribe. We put out new episodes every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GothTopicPod, where you'll find updates, our own musings, as well as sharing our favorite memes and videos. Give us a rating on iTunes, and we'll shout you out in a future episode. Tell us what you think. Shoot us a DM, add us, or email us at GothTopicPod.com. Thank you again. We really appreciate all the support. We love you guys. Love you guys. I this podcast I've learned so much about myself through this podcast. <laughs> Me too. It's just like I, I I love doing this. I'm so glad we agreed to do this. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.